International. Hey, it's Mitch Wakosha. Wow, Kid Mitch Wakosha, Kid Genius. This week's guest on Leading the Blind with Jared Norman and Ariel McCorkle. Damn it. Do you want me to do it again? I don't want you to. Okay. I didn't want you to leave. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mitch McCorkle. <laughs> this week's guest on Leading the Blind with Ariel Norman and Jared McCorkle and Samsung. I liked the second to last version, especially, and then I want you to leave. I think that's going to be what we. I think I, I yes, I like it. that too. But I, I also would, the whole thing would. Be hey, <laughs> no. Uh, hopefully. Hello, what's happening? It's me, Mitch Makosha. What uh, were y'all doing earlier today? Me? Yeah. I fucking bounced a check, and I was like trying to deal you with all that shit. A check? Yeah, I did it in the dumb way. Well, not the responsible. There... There's two ways to do it. Oh. Implicit with what I said was that there was going to be follow up. Uh-huh. It was just this. Uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, okay. No, so you can do it by way of like you don't have money in the account. I did it by way of I deposited my work check mm-hmm. and then wrote a personal check. And I've it's never happened before that the work check didn't, didn't. clear first. Yeah. Because usually it's like four days on a whatever. Yeah. It's, it's dumb because I knew of the hypothetical possibility. Yeah. Where, well, this was the, that happened. Wow. And it was like, oh, that's awesome. It's, it sucks because it's like if you don't have money. You have to pay a fee now too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the rich fuck the poor in totally. every way they can possibly what, think of. What, what was fucked up is like the accounting part, fine. Like, you know, it's like I wrote a hot check. It was an accident, but yeah. still I get that. But the late fees are like, well, it's clear you're just accruing that because you can, not because right. you need to. Yeah. yeah. wasn't uh, Weren't people going to start regulating against this? But Elizabeth Warren didn't, yeah. didn't fix it? I had heard she, that. I think it just say? there's very little support for it, I think. Oh. Yeah. Do you not want to pay online or what's that? Do you do you know how to pay online through the website? Yeah, I don't like doing that, but that's but they, only I, only I forget to pay my rent if I don't do that. Only because the more stuff that I use with debit, this is irony. I'm fucking clearly wrong, but the more stuff I do with debit, the more likely I am to not account for things I didn't yeah. use. It's not like when we used to have checkbooks. I'm not that fucking old, but I'm just like where you would like write the check and then you would write what you wrote. Like, do you guys write? When you use a debit card, do you I go never back and annotate? Cards. What do you use? Credit and cash. No, but with the credit, you can still overdraft. Is what I'm saying. No, because you, you, it's a credit, yeah. so you don't overdraft. Do you have overdraft? You, I mean, I can. Like, if I use my card and I run it on credit, I can still use it too much before it gets you mean annotated. You, you mean you go past your credit line? Oh no no! I don't have a credit card. Oh, that's what you I'm saying. I thought you meant with a debit card. Oh no, I just don't. Too. I don't ever use a debit card. I only use credit cards because then you get like there's good rewards yeah. programs and yeah. stuff. That's and then, smart. I don't have credit cards. Well, you also have to be careful not to overspend. Exactly. But I have yeah, a very yeah. very clear budget. Yeah, you're very. See, I have a debit card and I have five hundred dollars of overdraft protection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Oh yeah. What happens is if. Uh, if what I, bank do you use? Navy Federal, which they're oh, opening. They're why. opening one up in Round Rock, and I would yeah. suggest. Maybe. Why is the Army not have a good one for they, you, Jared? No, no, no. They they do they have a good one but I don't uh, I missed the boat I think I might be able to still you use can still it. sign up for can conscientious objectors not they, use the <laughs> <laughs> no they were like, like you're yeah. not using her credit line yeah. then subconscious uh, obje- no, objectors no they don't have <laughs> there's like a, if you get yeah <laughs> just bad she's missing everybody 
Uh, yeah, it was an unconscious die. objective. Maybe I was Federal asleep. will fuck you. They'll, uh, if you say you overcharge 10 times in one day, they'll only charge you for three in one day. So it's maximum $60 of overdraft fees. So huh. 20 yeah. each. And also, if it's under $5, you don't get an overdraft fee, even if you're like $200 overdrafted. Yeah, yeah. There's so, all there's all these. like so, so I think credit unions are just generally better, but the plan for a long time had been like to move. Yeah. We're still going to, but I to, mean. Where there's no banks. Yeah, yeah. yeah to, a, to a yurt. <laughs> no, to move to a place where, like, the credit unions here wouldn't have a place. Hmm? That's so, in other words, no, no. Uh, yeah, it, is, world without credit it is unnecessarily confusing. Like, in other words, no, I was trying to use a national bank because when I moved, I could oh. still use it. If you use a credit union, oh. you, could, you can use it, but I mean, you, you most of the ATMs and stuff and the banks are here. I use Capital One 360, used to be ING Direct or whatever, like that internet one. Okay. It works for me. But I mean, I don't know. It sounds like I have a completely different... Also, you need some savings so that this doesn't ever happen. Totally. Once I should, again, I should really be more... You should, I should be more... I shouldn't tell anyone my problems because <laughs> yeah. the people are just like, you know, this is your fault. It's like, I came in with that knowledge. You that know, was totally be more like true. Mario Lemieux and less <laughs> Super Mario. You know, yeah. Like, let's not... Yeah, that's, that's a terrible knowledge. Yeah. You but should spend less money and you should... Save eat. more. Yeah. I, I would suggest... Uh, I've seen... Sometimes you eat dinner and I would suggest... Oh, so good. Do you like eating, man? Doing that. You should knock that shit. I, I am trying to lose weight. To, like, I think the stress alone of this conversation, I've probably lost like five yeah. pounds. Yeah. This is really, yeah. Good. That's what, what if we could go back to like boot camp, just lose weight? Yeah. We didn't have to serve anymore. Like, it was just like a. That's what kickboxing classes are. No, I mean, like, no, for no. three months, we just like, we're yeah. like, yeah, let's get in yeah, shape. Yeah. And then they were. Can afraid. you? And then just, just like. You should have a lifetime membership at boot camp. Yeah. <laughs> Can you not just show up and audit? Uh-uh. No, they, that would be cool if you. No, because you're just on the other side of a fence, but just doing it along yeah. with them, <laughs> yelling at yourself. Yeah. yeah, there's only so much they can Come yell. On, faggot, you yeah. just you push. Anyway. I never heard. Oh, I did. Say I did. I, I did. Did they, did yeah. they not? That ruins my. They would tell that. No, well, so there's like a progressive thing where the military is weirdly progressive. No, the military generally because oh. like policy is just like uh, there's a lot of oversight. Hmm. So I never heard racial stuff. That was my generation. It was like the generation before me. Stuff. Oh, by f- way more than that. Like, no, what I'm saying is that like before, if you went, if you served in the 70s, people were yeah. just racist. Yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. And then by the time I got in, right after the 70s, no, but it's like they, but they it still was homophobic right before you. A lot of homophobic. No, right still homophobic. When, oh, okay, but now, not, but not the. F now I've been bomb. told you don't really hear a lot of homophobia. Yeah, yeah, they're updating, but that's yeah. what I'm wondering. They still got to be saying something. So and who's taking it? The Marine Corps was like Don Draper racist and sexist like yeah. they weren't you know like mad like they weren't explained that we have honor we don't say but then like they feel that way and they'll say it behind your back yeah but, like they're not they're very like oh we're proper <laughs> you know like that kind of thing it's well like, that, no but, i mean that's true too because like in the military you people around you will say just whatever is yeah likely from from their like class and background yes. whatever it is what i'm saying is like the drill sergeants would mm-hmm. say yeah. homophobic shit whereas they but wouldn't they say racist anymore. stuff i don't think so i think yeah it's kind of updated it's like yeah. it's only behind 10 years or something yeah yeah better than the mormons um i am but i mean what are they saying now i just we need someone who is currently in Pro- well, the there's a lot of there I mean, honest to their credit there's a lot of stuff you can call people it's that creative. has no ethnicity or is just mean like shit bag is never going away well that uh, could be dismissive yeah. well, to people who uh, have, have colostomy bags yeah there were no yeah. there were no black or white marines there were uh, light and dark. Oh, there oh, you go. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, just, just vanilla and like, light green and dark green. <laughs> that's what they call them, something like that. Oh, I like it, light green and dark green. I think I might, I might be making that up. I, Fro- like, like I said, I'm just up. talking about how well your there's, color matches with yeah, your you uniform. Get, it's like yeah, mocha it's good, or frosted blueberry. Yeah. Those are the oh, two. The Marines are the 
the gayest Sexiest, branch yeah. of like, but, and then the sense of, of like, like, ster- they like, are in my ster- mind. like stereotypical, like, mm-hmm. like what you think, like people yeah. think is gay, like the whole like uh, changing of the uniforms, like and like get a haircut, Marine. Like it's very like woo. Yeah. <laughs> like you, think, we all want to fuck, and we're just not admitting yeah. it. Yeah, it sucks because like I know the Army is like the le- least prestigious in terms of Navy Marine, but the Navy the Marines uniforms are so gay. Like in the way that the I don't like. Yeah, I don't yeah. like. It's too crisp. They all they buttoned it's up. So I don't hard like to that. wear too. That is the most. Yeah. I don't like uniform. it. You don't. You only wear that every once in a while. So. Right. I don't think. I think the Marines have a prestigious uniform. I don't think the Navy really does. Well, I just well, mean like they're thought the of. Lieutenants or the officers in the Navy have that nice. I just don't like that one, buttoned up you know? look. Okay, but the that's prestigious to you. I think just it's all white. Like, I just top, like fatigues. Top gun. Yeah. I get it. Just fatigues. Something that's just that's hot, but not. Yeah. I don't yeah. Like yeah. These. Well, we would. We would sometimes we would just wear the fatigue. Like the we call them camis. Okay, another Cammy. what the fuck. Mm-hmm. You know. And we do And we switch. We switch back to green after Labor Day. I'm not even kidding. We wore desert camouflage until Labor Day, and then switch like. And no you matter do what the class climate you're in, I think class E uniform for Marines is like you we know, don't which have class E. No, you do. It's yeah. the one where it's just the tops, no bottoms at all. Oh, okay. And stuff yeah. like that. Oh. I've seen that. It's called empty class empty. Yeah. Class, yeah. Wait, you're not. Where you wear a shirt and no pants? Just, no, is that yeah, a just joke? naked it's from it's the waist kind of down. Joke? <laughs> what if they made us run with shirt and no pants? I would love that so much. You want to? You want to? Let's let's ask you some questions. Are we starting? Why do you have to? I was just going to smoothly transition. We did. I just once again transitioned to hey let's ask some questions if i am sniffling too much or breathing heavy in the mic yeah. let me know because i have allergies. i'm gonna go say and yes I'm already a lot of cocaine i would say correct it i'm a lot of cocaine so mitch how long <laughs> have you been doing comedy uh that is a debatable question okay because <laughs> hey, hey let's uh ooh, we'll figure Who, this out who's debating this question uh, my soul ah, okay yeah. uh it's uh at war with my mind um i started stand-up in i believe the exact date mm-hmm. was March twenty fourth, two thousand seven. March twenty fourth, two thousand seven. Yeah, ten and a half years ago. But 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 I took almost a year and a half off when I was recovering from surgery because yes. I couldn't like walk. So I don't. I try to say okay that I feel you like can it's take that out. Sure. Yeah. And in some ways, you could maybe take out a couple of years. You know what I mean? Because in some ways, I might be able to add some years. Your man. So. Yeah. Also, yeah. When, what Your year was what year was the like surgery that. year? That was. Come on, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what year was the surgery year? Uh, I had well, okay, so I had surgery in July 2015, but I ah. wasn't from like November the year before that on. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to walk and stuff. So. So you that's when from from like November 2014 to November 2015. November 2014. 14 i'd say when i when i started actually getting back into stand-up was around like uh march 2016 yeah because i remember when i because i moved here in january 2015 yeah. and i didn't see you and then all of a sudden you just kind of showed up around fpa time last year that makes sense yeah i was like bruce wayne you know when he shows up with a cane he's like i'm yeah. bruce wayne i don't did he say that i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. i just always had the sense i was like oh this guy's coming back to hang out with his friends and do fpia and then oh you're sticking around and oh okay but yeah, yeah i didn't realize that you were I'm i mean back in the high life again you know yeah yeah i didn't realize that you had Steve a real Winwood reason this bitch. Yeah, I thought you were just addicted to drugs or something. Well, I was. I I had surgery and then I got adi- like I kept getting infections in uh, my surgical surgical site. Conveniently yeah. getting and, infections. Well, I kept getting yeah, and I kept going to the hospital and mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Hey, man, like we're, we're sorry. Here's some Dilaudid." And I'm like, "More, more, more. Yeah. Give me more." <laughs> and I was like a musical. Yeah, and, that, uh, you, you should write that, that musical. What's that? Is that meatloaf? 
Uh, that's uh, I'm not gonna. I was gonna say it's Mitch Loaf, but that's not even funny. <laughs> no. That's not uh, even I good. I like it. I like. Mitch no, but Loaf. if you know, if anyone, and that's a pretty good musical Mitch plot Loaf? line. <clears throat> no, just you know. I like musicals. I hope you guys. You guys know that, right? Yeah. Oh, do you? Obviously. Yeah. I'm a, like. Yeah. I love musicals. I didn't know that. You're about you. like obviously. I, lo- I you're, like theater. You're, you like performance. Uh, you are really expressive, and yeah. you're a big fag. So it totally. Yeah. <laughs> I could see you dancing. Give me more for her. Is that what you want me to sing? Yes. And you start. Did you start? in austin no i started <clears throat> let me clear my throat remember that song mm-hmm. uh i started in uh <laughs> yeah, let me clear my cum uh, i started in <laughs> that's how it should go come old yeah. come throat mccosha yeah, at it again with them jokes we're gonna we're gonna get to the mccosha tourette style of comedy in a bit mm-hmm. I do, yeah, okay yeah. yes okay so uh no i started in atlanta oh, uh, okay in georgia not kansas thank you so I don't know if there's a landing. Yeah, you oh. there might be. There's a Pittsburgh and Kansas, Pittsburgh and uh, California. So you were, you were yes, saying it's hard to. Yeah, but so you started in Atlanta. I started in Atlanta, and I okay. So I was uh, I got back from Iraq in September 2006, and then I was like, man, I want to like do some creative stuff. I want to do some film stuff, right, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I like uh, I've thought about it. I'm like, dude, it's gonna take forever. To like write a book or yeah. make a movie like you have to write a screenplay you have to get fun like yeah get, try to find someone who wants yeah. it it's a whole so thing. what is the quickest route if i'm still doing that stuff what is the other some other stuff i could do the quickest route to like trying stuff out and i was yeah. like oh my god i could write stand-up stuff i could go on write it in the morning go on stage later in the night and try it and mm-hmm. of course all the stuff i did in the morning will kill because i'm so great. that's what i thought that's what you always think when you start culture, right yeah. but it, it, no, this is like you a, think you're gonna crush it's a reoccurring thing i think don't you think uh, we hear a lot of people like who wanted to do some other creative endeavor uh, but like they figure comedy is a real fast track to like an audience i wish i had figured that out i yeah. ran away from it um you know thinking it would be easier to write or something and then i had to realize like oh no no no, yeah much better to start with comedy yeah i uh, i remember driving to i was so i'm gonna, I'm gonna do stand-up i decided right yeah i drove to a uh a comedy I'm playing club. now i was like Tom, yeah, yeah well, well my whole set's coming <laughs> all six seconds out of it. Hey, uh, so I drove to a comedy club in, I think it was uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, that's about that an hour away from Augusta. Time? No, just to watch. It's about forty-five oh, to watch. minutes okay. from Augusta, right? Forty-five yeah. minutes. Uh, there's like a comedy house or something like. That. I mm-hmm. think it might actually be called Comedy House. It's a great name. But uh, I went and watched the open mic, and there were only three comics on the open mic. They would go before a headliner, right? <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm watching these guys bomb, and I, I'm thinking to myself, I am going to do so great. I'm like, when I do this open mic, after all the comics are done after I go up, I'm going to walk up to them and be like, hey guys, you'll get better next time. <laughs> I thought that I was like going to crush that hard and they'd be like, well, who's this guy? Hey, just watch what I do. Yeah. You know, yeah. and take some notes. Yeah. I got this. I've never yeah. done it, but I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. So everybody, I feel like everybody thinks that. You oh, know? you see it in the audience sometimes, people that haven't done it before, but you could just see it on their face. Like this is, you know, you're, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. If I wanted to. Yeah. 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 I could yeah. just be on Leonard It's tomorrow. It's usually, not even on. It's the exhausted, like, oh, they have to be doing it this way. Mm. kind of yeah yeah uh yeah well i mean i think i used to feel that way as an, but there's yeah. definitely when you are an audience member watching that kind of stuff there are a lot of people who you could be better at the first time you do it Abs- you know? absolutely or at least not it's as like embarrassing yeah. not as embarrassing or whatever. yeah so. but it's just it's it's like anything where you don't know how right. like the work that goes into right. it so you either say you either have the orientation where you're like i don't know what this is like so i'm just gonna assume this shit i don't know or you right. say Houses are easy to build. Like, I can yeah. see it's walls on the door. Like, whatever, you know? Right. And then you realize you don't even know what a hammer is. You don't you know, have... Yeah. Some but anyway, yeah, yeah. You did, you did this so you mic at Columbia? So I, I went and watched, and then I went to Atlanta and did my first arrow mic on a Saturday at 6 p.m. Mm. The host was this... Uh, 
probably mid 40s science teacher and there were three people in the crowd and i'm talking like imagine like a <laughs> imagine like cap city if it was more narrow but like three times as long it was like this bar nice. and there were three people it was like a, a barn basically you know it was terrible yeah. and he this host went up and uh you know mid 40 science teacher and he was doing like props <laughs> that like the, old host oh. the hat with the propeller on oh my it my god and stuff like that uh-huh. and i was like holy fuck how do like, you do no, how how can you? Uh, he would have done terrible had there been people there. But I think I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna go up and do my material and crush it. And nobody, like, no, like, you, I was off. I'm I'm still awful, but back then I was super well for awful. three people. You're not I mean, it almost doesn't. Yeah, but I mean, I was like doing like what I thought Dane Cook would do. I don't. Mm. I didn't even like Dane Cook, but I was like, this is how we'll get him. Yeah, this is how we'll get these idiots. Yeah. So I end up going to that club, you know, and to like the other one a few days later, and uh. Oh, I ate shit there, too, so. Okay. Um, and how was Atlanta's scene back then? Because, I mean, it's great, obviously, now, but uh, in 2007, what was it like? One thing I remember specifically about that scene was it was uh, it was segregated. Mm-hmm. It really was. Like, uh, there were black clubs and there were white clubs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of comics didn't. What did you do? I, I, was, I would go on anywhere. Okay. So, uh, the Uptown Comedy Club was, like, the main, like, urban club in that city, right? And uh, I did the open mic there, and... You would go on stage, you had three minutes, and if the crowd didn't like you, they would shake their keys at you. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy, right? So a lot of guys are going up, and they're just like, their whole set was like half, the half set was just being defensive, like trying to get the crowd to like them, and be like, hey, what's, what's going on over here, guys? Like, And then they tell like two jokes and leave. They're just yeah. terrified, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, and then I would do the, uh, they did have kind of like a an alt scene, I guess. There was this guy that bought a theater there. It was in the huge church and he bought a I think he bought the whole church I don't like they weren't using it anymore so he like put all these different improv theaters in there cool and there were stand up shows there like twice a week and it, it was fun I mean it was a it was a good scene um, probably not the scene I should have started in should have probably started Where, somewhere smaller I don't know yeah because yeah, so it's hard to like stand out in like a big city like that yeah yeah but like, I mean I, I mean, yeah. you feel like that's the same as in Austin yeah uh, well I feel like Austin's more forgiving to new comics sure we yeah. are pretty forgiving. Hard yeah. to stand out, though. I do. I, I, I would Honestly, care. as long as you're not like racist, sexist, or like the, the, there are certain things you shouldn't do, and if you don't do those things, I don't. There probably are other things you shouldn't do. Yeah, yeah. The people here won't give you that hard of a time. I don't think so. Yeah. So how long were you in Atlanta? Uh, okay, so I was still stationed in Augusta, Jared's hometown. That's true. For the last six months of my, we banged some of the yeah. same guys. Yeah, Ayo. and we sang to some of the same guys. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes at the same time. Oh. Uh, so I was doing stand-up for my last six months there, and then I moved to Atlanta for another six months. Worked at Quick Trip. Nice. Woo! I was an assistant trip. manager at Quick Trip. One day, I, one night, I was I worked the night shift. I was late coming to work from a show. The manager on duty was trying to do everything at once. While he wasn't paying attention, some guy came in and stole an entire box of the cartons of cigarettes. Oh, no. Which is like, that's a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, Mitch, you need to be here. And I'm like, okay. And then I quit like the next day. <laughs> so I'm not being responsible for that shit. But Okay, so you're in Augusta for six months. And in Atlanta, Atlanta for like six months. I know, I'm kind of going all over the place. No, here. Okay. please do. And then uh, I was like, man, I don't want to work a quick trip. And I was dating a girl back in Pennsylvania, a great girl. She was dated her throughout the time I was in Iraq. And I moved back to Pennsylvania. I lived with her for probably four years in Pittsburgh. I realized, hey, man, I don't want to work. You know, like, what can I do to not work and do stand-up? And I was like, oh, shit, GI Bill, wee! <laughs> so I basically went to school for uh, three and a half years. And so just, this is in Pittsburgh? Yeah, now at you're... University of Pittsburgh, yeah. Okay. And uh, I just, the GI Bill was great at that. I, I'm sure it's still great, but like they had just changed to where you got like, it's like 2,500 bucks a month tax-free nice. just yeah. for like living allowance. And I was like, this is all I need. Yeah. yeah. You know? 
so I did as much as I could there for those years and then ended up moving here with uh, 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 Danny Palumbo uh. of... Uh, of Danny Palumbo fame. fame. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but in Pittsburgh, what was the scene like there? Uh, abysmal when mm-hmm. I first got there. I mean, every you adapt to every scene after a while, but I remember when I first moved there, I uh, I think the first show I ever did, I asked the uh, the guy running it, I'm like, how much time should I do? I'm used to three, maybe four-minute sets in Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how much time should I do? He goes, oh, I don't know. How much do you got? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, he, you just go on and... D- even at open mics there now, like last time I was back there, like <laughs> comics are going up and doing 10, 15 minutes at open mics. Yeah. Because one, there's not enough comics and two, they're oblivious to how, like, oh, how bad stop, that is? just stop. Yeah, like, yeah, bad, give yeah. other, yeah. So the shows last for like two and a half, three hours and everybody leaves. Yeah. But they're like, oh, I've got shit to say. Yeah. 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 People don't really talk about that, how, how it shouldn't be longer for that reason, because it's like what you're doing needs to be short because you shouldn't subject an audience yeah. to 15 yeah. minutes if you're trying shit. Give every comic on that list a chance to actually go up in front of a crowd. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that too. Right. But even even if it's like you got like 10 people, like even if it, you have a lot of, like all the time in the world, it's just if you're really in earnest trying new stuff, I don't feel like you should subject an audience to yeah. like you or you know hey none of this is established will you please help me well and not yeah. you know not just for the like ethics of not doing that to a person yeah. but just so that you're not walking them and making them never yeah, want to yeah. come back and none yeah. of us are writing 15 minutes of new material for every open mic yeah so, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah um and so but but in pittsburgh oh. you were at least able to you know c- continue to grow and get better yeah you know i started doing the open mics there and then uh i the uh the improv there did uh, their version of fpia which mm. was so I showed up for the first round. It was supposed to be, uh, you know, six comics, and they narrowed it down to three for the finals. There was mm. no prelims. It was just six yeah. comics. Yeah. And three of the comics didn't show up. Nice. So they were like, <laughs> they were, I was like, are we in the finals? The manager's like, yeah, I guess. So you so, are a finalist. So they made the finals and went up and ate shit in this. I didn't win. I don't, you know why. But uh, And then the manager came up afterwards, and she was like, oh, you guys were great. Here's my card. Uh, we want to get you working here. And I was like, whoa. Nice. So I started emceeing there. And then a few months later, I started featuring there. So Okay, so emceeing and featuring, and it's just like, that's one of the benefits of starting in a smaller scene, or, or essentially yeah. starting, is like you you can eat shit and still start working, and then getting stage time and getting all those kind of skills. But I also uh, made sure that I didn't go to that club for a few months until I got kind of acclimated to the scene, you know? Yeah. Because you don't want to like, man, the club's first impression I see of you can... Right. Can really get you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a minute, okay. And so, then what made you and Danny decide this is so this is like 2011 ish, 2012 ish, yeah, this is summer 2011. Okay, so, so then what made y'all decide let's go to Austin? Uh, well, Danny was gonna move there, he was planning on moving there, and I ended up breaking up with that girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to move, and I thought, like, okay, like I'll get like a uh, extended stay hotel, like apartment situation, right? And those are like 1500 bucks a month, that's yeah. insane, right? yeah. So uh, Danny had this small little like a uh, condo, not condo, like studio apartment. And I said, hey, uh, I'll pay 60, 70% of your rent if you let me sleep on your couch for a few months till I figure out, you know, what I want to do. So Sweet. we started talking and he said he was moving to Austin. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I'll move there too, you know? Yeah. So nice. I got the U-Haul and he got the, uh, I don't know what he had in his car lasagna i don't know <laughs> and that was the same, like that's a great time to have moved to austin that was right yeah. when the scene was what is about to really start taking off and so you got to kind of get in on the ground floor with all the all the people who became big and everything like that huh? yeah it was a uh, it was 
I don't want to say it was a difference. Everybody always talks about how great it was five years ago. No one's ever happy with where they're at right now. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, it was always better five years ago. And I don't know if you mean here or you just mean just everywhere. In general, yeah, with that's anything, right. Yeah, you know? TV was better five years ago. So yeah, shut yeah. the fuck up. Like, but uh, yeah, when I first, it was a different scene when I moved here. There were a lot of the guys that you don't see anymore. Like Ramin, I think, had just won FPIA. Or mm-hmm. Yeah. He, I can't remember if he won that or like coming up after that. I think he had just won. And I thought he was great. It was three guys here when I first moved here that was like, I want, I like their stand up and I want them to, to like me. Yeah. And that was uh, Ramin, uh, Cody Hustack, and uh, Priest, Michael Priest. Oh, great. So, yeah. I just Still like working on the other one. Uh, which one? The last one. I'm working on all of them. But specifically, he, you know, that guy. Yeah. It's not clear. We'll like get him. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you've been in Austin for all these years and you had to take that time off and now you're back at it and you seem to be working really hard at it. Do you want stand up to be your career? I don't think I have much of a choice now. Yeah. So either this or <laughs> yeah. quick trip, really. Something cost fallacy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. But I, you know, but I'm, you gonna, are doing I'm it. just going to go with it. Because like, yeah. so, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Do you have an idea of what you want your career to look like? Uh, okay. Here's my semi joking around, but completely serious sure. answer. Uh, but I'm going to, well, I'm just joking when I say this, but I'm serious. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to do uh, stand up. And I also want to make movies on the side. Like mm-hmm. that's the, but I also would like to teach too. Like I would love to teach film classes and then go like away. Yeah. And for like a six months and make a movie and then come back. Like I love that environment, you know, for yeah. creativity. But yeah, I, I'm never going to stop doing stand up. So yeah. I mean, barring another uh, year and a half of Oxycontin <laughs> adventures, but so, the sober Mitch is not going to. I don't know. I don't know who Sober Mitch is, but I, I like him. He's, <laughs> yeah, nice. he's, he's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, do you have a plan? Are you working on making films right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've shot a few things like small stuff lately. Like I, I shot that feature film back in PA in 2011. It kind of really burned me out on like longer stuff. But mm. I'm trying right now actually to find people to collaborate with on this stuff because I, it's so hard to do on your own. Yeah, and I'm done filming people stand up sets. So yeah, that is gotcha. just ugh. <laughs> gotcha. That's a thankless pursuit right there. Well, you can make a little bit of money, right? Twenty five bucks, and you got to yeah, pay for gas go. to get there, and it's like, yeah. oh, I'll just buy a few beers. I, yeah. I come out with less money. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, not so good. Uh, so you're working on collaborating, and do you? And in terms of stand up, are there any particular stand up goals? Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, I guess the goal, like, I don't want to think too long term here. Sure. My goal for the next year is to consistently write every day mm-hmm. and just to get up as much as possible. I mean, I, I'm Cap City isn't knocking on my door right now, so I mean, they're just not. I don't know. But, uh, but I, I, are they knocking on anybody's door? Yeah. The, the the sense I get is that you do. You just have to work at that. Yeah, know? I don't know. I'm not saying you're um, not, but that you know, I f- I screwed myself because when I moved here. Uh, uh, Posehn was headlining here yeah. one weekend and he saw Danny and he asked if I was he remembered me from working with him and Danny said yeah and he said oh tell him to come do guest sets which is great right here's yeah. my in but uh ooh, shit but uh so I went up for two guest sets and just uh, I did everything wrong you could do for mm. two guest sets I was I didn't tank but I was like too dirty mm. too weird yeah. I was like okay like I just screwed myself for a few years but it seems to me we could I, I'll well let's get back to the regular questions but I, I want to put a a pin in that I, you uh, can just move on i think we're sure? yeah. okay um well what one of the things i was gonna say is that so part of that is that you were taking risks which oh, is yeah. what i think people you're you're known for which i think is one of the best things about your comedy and i think it's interesting to talk to you about this kind of stuff because it seems like some of the stuff that you feel like you've got to do for your career like is also i think can be 
not totally, but can be counterproductive yeah. to, to being a good artist. Oh, yeah. And I, I thought maybe you could talk about that a little bit because you, know, you are that guy. It reminds me of like what Patton Oswalt said about like people bitching about Dane Cook when he was big. Yeah. You know, he's getting all these things and he was like, do you, do you want his career? Yeah. Right. Do you want his life? Like, is yeah. that the kind of comp? Like, that's no, you know, so... Well, you know, like uh, some of my friends have been more successful than I have over the past few years. Like, but I don't want. I'm not saying they're bad. You're just but doing I don't a different want kind the, of thing. Yeah, I uh, I enjoy what I do for the most part, and it's not like I'm not going up on paid shows and like uh, like spinning in circles for five minutes yelling racial slurs. You know, yeah, like I'm not. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that be hack. You know, I'm making yeah. really artistic choices, but you yeah. Know. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not a real artist. Okay, so. But I, I think there's nothing wrong with fucking around on stage, like if it's not a serious shit. Like I, try, like try, not fucking around. Like I'm not saying don't take it seriously. Yeah. Like, stretch. You, I mean, I think that the difficult is is that if you're good at something, in a lot of ways, you you, it's something that other people can't really be doing that much of. Yeah. Like you stand out, I think. Because you're doing something that honestly most people probably shouldn't do because they don't have the same instincts. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. That, no, no. But I, I disagree. I think you're one of the funniest guys in terms of just like, like kind of dropping the facade of this is all a pre-recorded thing and just being kind of zany. Yeah, not a lot of people can do that. Yeah. Uh, can so can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Like, when I okay, so when I was first starting to stand up in Atlanta, there was a guy who uh, I would see at the open mics, and he would go up and he would just do weird shit or like it didn't always it didn't work all the time right mm -hmm. and i was like oh man this guy's wasting his time on stage right like who is this and then i saw him in a paid show at the club just crushing yeah he's my age too yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah. Like, and he's just, just crushing all right and then i'm like shit like so i asked him about it and he was like yeah like i know my set like the back of my hand but yeah i don't need to do that all the time like yeah. i can go up but get comfortable find out who you are on stage you know and that stuff the other stuff will come yeah, that, I mean, what do you? You both have that kind of in common, I think. Especially, you don't have an act that looks alike, but you both do a lot of that. Where you have material, you know the material, yeah. but then you'll take a few minutes between those pieces and just see if there's something else to say or do or whatever. Yeah, and again, like it depends on the situation. I mean, maybe when you were opening for Brian Posehn, like you should have done a more just solid act, oh, yeah, you without know, without and thought through the dirty stuff and but again, some of that was you were younger and you just didn't even know any better. I'm so, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm assuming you're not being like, "Oh, artistically, this is what I'm going to do." <laughs> I think you were probably just like, "I'm trying to do a good job and this yeah. is accidentally shit." But but yeah, I mean, and again, that's the kind of comic I want to be. We talked about this with Zach Brooks. Like his is more like I he's he's performing this thing. But if you want to be a conversational, of course, there's still going to be punchlines and there's still going to be phrases and everything that you use. But to me, that's just like when you're telling stories to friends. Yeah, like you're you're not trying to do the exact same thing every time. You can't. Yeah, I mean, everything has to adapt to the crowd. Yeah, you know, yeah. you see comics, new comics going up in front of four people and playing to them the same way they would two hundred, and it's like it's not going to work that way. Yeah, you know? exactly. Everything has to adapt and change. That's a really good one right there. What you have to first really like, because because I know for some young comics, it for all young, it's it's hard to know what it means to read the crowd. Yeah, but I think that's that's a really easy example. If you have 200 people or 50 people, you know, it's very different than if you have two people. And especially when, once you have those mics or those quote unquote shows where there are two people, that makes it very clear, literally two people. It makes it very clear to you like, oh, how do I play to two people? So that the next time that you have eight people, 
you'll be much better at figuring out how do I play yeah. to eight people instead of thinking like, well, I'll just do my act. Like, I mean, if anything, this is reading the situation too. Like, yeah. It's just like, I mean, this yeah. Isn't, and don't kiss their ass, but make them like you. Make yeah. them be comfortable with you. you They're know, like, the only yeah. people. Yeah, they <laughs> came. There's, there are four people sitting in a at a shit show right now and they're sticking around. Like, give them, cut them some slack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They deserve it, so. Sometimes I think they stick around just to be, like, not into it, though. Last night that happened <laughs> at uh, Gatsby. I was thinking that about Sherrywood, but. Yeah. Uh, Which people at Gatsby were you thinking about uh, that? That table. Oh, you you were there. The mm-hmm. three, the guy, two guys and a girl. The two guys and the girl. Yeah, my whole set, they were, like, just, like, uh, like mocking. Like, not mocking me, but just, like, yeah. Psh, psh, yeah. you know. Yeah, they were definitely douchebags, but, like, they stayed for the entire. I don't know why. But, yeah. I mean, they were having a good time, and sometimes they were laughing. It was just, but they also, you, you know, yeah, they had that where they wanted to be, like, part of the show. They liked that about it, that they were part of the yeah, show. Yeah. But they also. Yeah. But, you know, they were drinking Bud Light Tall Boys and, oh you know, they were dressed the same, you know, unplanned the guys were. And they were and, like, mocking others. That's interesting. It was, yeah, it was like, you know, so, but. Were they competing for that girl? I don't that's know. the thing. They weren't. Or at least, you know, at least they, I don't know if. Because I was. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was very strange. I just think they, you still got a shot. Man. There didn't yeah. seem to be uh, yeah. any sexual activity between them. I'm not sure what their, what their situation was. One of the guys was getting handy under the table. I'm I sure think the it. guys <laughs> actually were gay together like they were joking about it but that's it seems a like, weird way to fr- like they were gay together yeah well, not, like, they not were a part. couple you know like but i don't know because they seemed like total homophobic bros yeah but then at the same time like oh i get it, it's I, it I, always like it circled back to like yeah. are they gay together i get that by the way and they're just in the closet like, yeah i oh, get totally. i get a, people call me a bro sometimes you wish like, no i, I swear to fucking god that. i'll show you the evidence you have I evidence a, of people calling you bro? Yeah, literally, Even after they literally see on your Facebook. Hand gestures <laughs> I was having an argument, literally, mm-hmm. uh, where I was like, yeah, I don't think you should, it's all that offensive uh, about this, this gay joke somebody did. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, if you were, look, bros don't understand. It's like, I, uh, am I? I didn't know. That's <laughs> just their way of like cutting yeah. down anything someone says. Well, yeah. oh, you're a bro. So yeah, your yeah, opinion exactly. doesn't count. Yeah, you're a straight white. Wait, you're gay. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, so you're just a bro. Yeah, you're a bro yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Um, oh, so about last night, real quick. Yes. One of the yeah. things I think for new standups too is like, uh, like I don't know if it's because I'm stupid or I'm just like tuned to this, like used to it. But walk off stage last night, and I'm so pissed that things didn't go well, right? Yeah. But ten minutes later, just it's over. Like you have to put that stuff. Yeah. Behind you, it's like you know, like great shooters in the NBA, like they're no, they might miss ten shots. Yeah. In a row, you know, but they just keep shooting, keep shooting. Yeah, don't I let think this keep you down and. Not just for your own sake, but just for your social interactions. If you're hard on yourself and you're hating the rest of the night, you're going to be shitty to be around and you're going to be a shitty audience member. That your mood will, even if you're not saying anything, it will somehow like be contagious to the crowd. (laughs) Or or you can convince other comics that you suck in that way. Where you're walking around like, I God, it was so bad. And it's like, well, I didn't see your set, but I assume now it was real bad. Yeah. Or you can do what some comics do and try, like if you have a bad set and try to get other people upset so they have a bad set too. So like, you know, misery (laughs) is company kind of thing. So you it's a hard thing not to do where you have a bad set and you're just like oh man I hope everybody I do else think had that a takes bad time. set well FBI is the worst place to have a bad set because yeah. afterwards everybody's like hey good set man you're like fuck you you know that yeah. wasn't a good yeah, set yeah, I yeah, know yeah. you're being nice but yeah, like yeah. god damn it like, um, but, but what you say I think is we don't talk about it really enough I guess which is that like we put you have to if you care about this you have to put a lot of your emotional I don't say well being but at least state on the outcome of if it's good or bad Yeah. and I think if you didn't 
if you didn't care, you wouldn't do that. At the same time, like I said, it's not functional. Yeah. If every time you do badly, you walk around like, oh my God, this I'm if, bad. If it upsets you, know? you that bad, just leave. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I had to learn, especially early on when I took it harder, you can just leave. There's Do not force yourself to sit there and yeah. hate and not be able to be present for any other comp. You're just going to be sitting there hating yourself and, and like, just leave. I yeah. did that as semis once for FBIA. I knew that I wasn't, like, I just like, oh, this didn't go well. I just left before they even announced. So it would have like, been weird had they said my name. Well, yeah. that's happened before. It yeah. was saw some, it would happen this year where it did, you should, it, you Were they still there? They, no, they left and they got alternate. I had that happen, remember. had that happened to me, I would have yeah. just been like, "Oh, I had diarrhea. I had to go." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You always I would have thought of something. Slick. You always got the slick, and it was diarrhea. Slick, slick oh, diarrhea. in the military, you learn that like slick diarrhea, diarrhea is the one always, way out of oh, I know. to do it was, things. Was, Either you're giving diarrhea. birth or you have diarrhea. Yeah, so which I can do. I can do two at once. But, yeah, but uh, you were one, giving birth to a baby who yeah, had oh diarrhea. boy, <laughs> a baby had diarrhea. Did babies ever come out of the womb with diarrhea? No, because they have that mercury. What's it called? Not mercurichrome. Eh. It's like uh, yeah. There's no real food in them. Only anyway. demon yeah. babies, and they spit it. Yeah. So. No, they come. They have like little uh, black, yellowy stuff instead of poop. The first yeah, two poops yeah, right, is like yeah. it's got it's in just like a, it's, it's called uh, slime thing. No, Maculture. Maculture juice. Yeah. One thing I want to point out too is uh, I tell new comics this, uh, and I think this it, is one of those times. Yeah. yeah um, you can't bomb in front of ten people. <laughs> that's not but like comics come they're like oh i bombed so bad i'm like it's mr tramps yeah it's cherrywood there's six people in the crowd that's not bombing what's the word we could use instead of bombing like not a Don't bomb but a, a firecracker you know what i mean but <laughs> yeah. just like a Bo- bombing is going in front of 300 people in a club Snap cap. for 20 minutes yeah. and just eating shit for 20 minutes right. straight yeah like think of comedy as like a like open mics specifically it's like going to the gym yeah you know like yeah. you're these open mics are just going to the gym to get in shape right you know if you think about it that way and just oh, it's just a bad workout yeah sometimes there's a bad day at the gym exactly yeah. no, nobody goes and to the gym like i lost the game well yeah. no, some, some, some of them mics like some of them mics are terrible so look at it like uh like if you're uh traveling and you, you have to go to the gym every night right but you yeah. don't they only have like a like a broken down treadmill maybe some yes, dumbbells and a, a shitty great... pull-up bar yeah you're still gonna get something out of it you right. still work and get something out of it and then move on so unless you injure yourself on a spring that comes out in which just because in this metaphor that happens like, on stage sometimes that's what I'm saying there are, <laughs> there are times where I do feel like you're getting worse on stage because if you're hating yourself and your jokes because you're telling that to three people who hate you yeah like it's possible that that's, that's a worse use of your time absolutely that's the equivalent of people that do like pull-ups and they yeah. do them real real badly but they yeah. count every one right? or they kip yeah. you know when they swing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but you know i mean it's, but you're not you're still getting something out of that your yeah. skin's getting you know thicker, there you go so, yeah there you go um so all the stage time you can get yeah 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 but that's a good point like so you don't have to beat yourself up in that. and especially there are so many times when those jokes would have done well but and like your first few times doing comedy it may. Who knows what it would have been like if you'd had a good crowd? You might yeah. have actually been able to get some laughs and whatever. But yeah. if you had three people in a barn, like they're yeah. not even there for the show, probably. Yeah, you know, like there's a janitor and yeah. the hosts. Also, if you've been doing this for like a year, one stop saying oh, i'm gonna do new stuff tonight everything you have is new <laughs> yeah. stop like just keep, yeah okay yeah. stop that and two like you don't know what you're doing yet you don't yeah. know what you're doing it takes honestly like i feel like two or three years before it starts actually settling in you sure. know yeah so i mean stop like 
you're going to eat shit for the first few, few years. Like, gradually less, hopefully, is the goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But just like stop like, uh, like oh, I I'm doing six months and I'm not like headlining. It's like, well. Well, also don't say it on stage. Like, I'm going to do oh, new stuff true. tonight. It's like, okay, you've just warned them to not pay attention. Also, don't ask the crowd, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. You're not, <laughs> right? What do you guys want to talk about? If you have, if you ask the crowd, and I'm not trying to be mean, and I, I've done that before. It's, yeah. But it's like, just go off stage. You should know what you want to talk about. Well, the about. thing, if they do that, as soon as they say that, my thought is, okay, this is either they are great and somehow I didn't know that about them or this is going to be real bad. Well, yeah, in most cases here, it's not that they're great. It's that they're, yeah. like, they're well, upset I, yeah. with the set or yeah. they don't want to like... Uh, no, but that's just that... Le- <laughs> like, uh, what do you guys want to talk about? That either means you can write insanely high-quality jokes on the fly... Yeah. And you just have a master improvisational skill, well, or it means just you, write them then. Well, yeah. the other yeah. thing is, don't, you don't need to ask the crowd. Yeah, if you don't want involve to involve the crowd, but if you want to do crowd work, do crowd work. But you can't throw out like such a vague question. They're yeah. not going to. They're not. Really, I mean, you might have someone yell out penises or something, but uh, you know, other than that, like, just ask. A, just do crowd work. If that's what yeah. you're. If that's what. If you've got a few more minutes and your material's not working and you can't think of whatever, that's fine. You got two more minutes, but actually do crowd work. Don't put it on them because yeah. now they're all going to try to be funny and they're going to not want to say anything. That's a good point. In, oh, mo- I, in most situations, doing crowd work, never ask the crowd a question that's not a yes or no answer yeah. or like a one word answer or something Don't, specific. Like, let yeah. Me, let me throw this out as like when. You ever ask the crowd a question and it's a relatively easy question, yes or no, and then they try to get cute. Yes. Do you, how do you feel about that? Because well, part of me is like- you them on the spot. Though. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I just want to throw out the options. Like part of it to me is like, I'm annoyed by the fact that, it's like, come on, you know what's going on. Play this along. is my time to be funny. Yeah. So that's annoying. But on the other end, it's like you did surrender- Yeah your like power and control to this person and then when they don't use it the way you w- hope they would then you you're like you learn piece of shit. to be quick enough on your feet yeah. to make fun of them in a way like if Absolutely. that's the if that's yeah. the appropriate thing because they're they said something that's actually kind of douchey trying yeah, to be yeah. funny and cute then it'll, it's so easy to make fun of them yeah, if yeah. they set themselves you should, up you have an out yeah and if the, and if it's not and you're just annoyed because it didn't go quite the way you wanted to then just you got to find a way to take that direction yeah, i just yeah. thought of a possibly terrible analogy but it'd be like going into a firefight yeah and then like looking at somebody who's not even involved being like hey do you do you know how to use this gun <laughs> can you help me use this gun it's like oh then now that's their gun yeah you yeah. don't have that gun anymore yeah <laughs> they're firing yeah Pro- probably a year but i mean i'm curious how you feel about it how like, i feel about do you, it do you got because i understand because like, that's a good point about like how the, the pragmatic way to deal with it but like do you ever get mad at the audience for doing that? Because la- it happened last night. Not to me, but I saw like... Can you give us an example board. of quite... Yeah, it was... I, no. I mean, I, I, I can't... I'm trying to think like... I don't want to waste the time trying to come up with a good okay. example. But uh, or I think in a good way to look at it, in a yes or no question, an mm-hmm. audience member can ad-lib on top of it. They can yeah. decide to not answer the way that you wanted them to right. or whatever. Yeah. So take away yeah. those options by yeah. only asking specific things. The audience is, it sounds so douchey to say this, but they're an instrument. Yeah. You're yeah. a musician on stage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If a band's on stage, they have guitars, drums, and shit. You yeah. only have your voice, they're your other instrument. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. has to work right. If you're doing that, you're playing them wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That's good. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to kind of follow up to just on this idea of like going away from your script or whatever. Okay. Because it seems to me that like with newer comics, what's happening is they're, at first, I mean, when I say new, I mean brand new, because I know you've marked a distinction, but like uh, everything they say is not funny. At yeah. first. And then 
they figure, okay, I got jokes. They write jokes. Those jokes that it consistently start to work. They're like, okay, I got that. And I think what happens is that when they go off that script, it doesn't work mm-hmm. most of the time. So it's like this negative reinforcement. Like anytime I try to go out here, and we say, I think it takes some time for people to get the kind of stagecraft that when they get away from those jokes, they're getting positive oh, results. You know what I mean? I think that in a weird way, you have to kind of like have a few good experiences before you yeah. have faith that's going to go well when you do that. I didn't yeah. talk you know? to the crowd once I, for my first year of stand-up. I remember the first night I did it and it kind of worked and I was like, holy shit, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can kind of, you know, not like I wasn't doing crowd work, yeah, yeah. but I kind of like went off script and I was like, wow, okay, this is an option now. But it took like a year before I even yeah. thought about doing that. So and That's something someone told me when I started is it, as, as like a rule, like don't even try to do crowd work in your first year. And yeah. I think that's probably pretty good advice. I mean, there's some people who are naturally much... Yeah, the rules are always you know, meant to be broken. Right. Yeah. So yeah. There's always going to be one person that just starts out doing crowd work and just kills from the, you know. Right. Yeah. But... But generally speaking, I think it's probably not bad advice. What's that old cliche? Like, learn the rules properly. So you and then before you break them? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Something to do with dicks. Yeah. I don't know. I actually, I want to push back against that only in that I, I think crowd work's easier than people think sure. it is. At least that it's hard to fuck up. Or, or there's ways to do it where it, unless you say something mean, mm-hmm. unless you lose the tone, unless, it, if you don't say something funny, nobody notices. Yeah, I think what the thing is, is that until you're comfortable on stage, yeah. I think it's you harder for bad. people to be in the moment and to be witty. I think so that first year is about like get comfortable on stage, yeah. get some stage presence, and then you'll be able to deal with the vicissitudes of yeah. whether or not this is gonna go well. Maybe that's a good one. Maybe it's, it's that if you're comfortable then that's a good time to do it. Right. If you're, because I think some people what, are comfortable on stage quickly. I mean, that's kind of yeah. I think that that's actually interesting. I think that's what's happening is that they're having a bad set. Now they're desperately <laughs> yeah. reaching for yep. any lifeline. Time and it's like to do crowd work, and that's the time when you okay. Yeah, they're trying to drag the crowd into well, their bad set, <laughs> yeah. and that's true because <laughs> what's happening is if they're not feeling good and it's not going well, right? So now the audience also isn't feeling good, and they're they're worried for you, they're upset for you, they're embarrassed for you, and so now if you say, "Hey, what do y'all want to talk about?" They know the situation just like you do, yeah. and they're they're like, "Oh, now we got to help this guy out or be mean I think, or I think drowning is a good. Metaphor because it's like a drowning victim mm-hmm. will pull you down. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I don't yeah. want to drown. Yeah. As Throwing well. a life <laughs> thing out that they're going to drag you out yeah. with. Yeah. So I think then, it, but but once you get a little bit more comfortable and you are having a bad set, you can kind of reset that by being like, "Wow, none of my jokes are going to work tonight. Um, let's see if I can go in a different direction." And then you could use the crowd. But you, when you acknowledge that, when you say, "Hey, this is not going well. Let's try to have some fun," and it looks like you're in a good mood and you're in yeah. a good place, then I think you can do that. But if you look look uncomfortable and like you're drowning then it's going to be bad so just reset it say you know what let's talk about something else ma'am you know what do you do for just a living like, or uh, whatever moving on <laughs> yeah moving on <laughs> that happened to me at Vell this weekend i was eating shit for like three minutes at uh, sunday uh no the bell on friday oh well fell yeah the sorry, bell, sorry. sorry um eating shit and then i finally pull it back and i look at the crowd of three minutes later right and i'm yeah. like all right, are we okay now, guys? Yeah, you yeah. guys like me now? Are we okay? And they're yeah. like, yeah, we. Yeah. You know, so yeah, just don't give up. Like, keep trying. Like, you know, don't yeah. bail on yourself so early. So, uh, Mitch is a bit a big advocate of like at the open mic also of doing your time, which is interesting because mm. I think you yeah, hear do your the, four minutes. Why you did the, you come? You hear the opposite more often, which is like people who are like. 
you know, annoyed by comics that go up and they're like, what else was I going to well, talk? I mean, don't when, do that time. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. But also I've seen it where they've gotten the second light or they've gotten the first and it's been 53 seconds. And they're yeah. like, oh, what else was I going to? It's like, you are about to hit that four minutes. Yeah. Don't yeah. you know? I'm, you, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm don't with, end it but, there. But I just, I th- Mitch will say things that I think it's true. You don't hear that enough, which is that like you don't have to panic, right? When you see the first light, like I have to leave. Yeah, I, I think sometimes it's also you know when people forget why certain rules were put in place, mm-hmm. grammar rules, stuff like that. So I don't think it's a good habit for people to run the light. Yeah. But it's also there's some cognizance of what, it, why not run the light? Well, right. most of the time because there's a time crunch with right. a show at a mic at like Mr. Tramps. We both host yeah. uh, uh, Mr. Tramps open mic. Really isn't the same thing, and I'm not saying anybody should run the light, but it, but it's like there isn't actually a time pressure, right? Well, it's so yeah. If you're at Cap City, if you're at Valve, yeah. so these are things you know. Yeah, do not do not run the light. But if you're at Mr. Champs, if you're if you're bad and you're running the light by more than a minute, that's, by more than well, forty five yeah. seconds, yeah, even I'll start now, flashing a light. Yeah, and you're ruining every to. everyone yeah. else. Just wants to go up and go home. Like yeah. you know, that's just douchey. But it's not like you get that. There's a you know, 12 second grace period or something, you know, yeah. but what's, what's unfortunate, what, you know, what makes me hesitate to say this is that typically on mics and shows, it's like the worst comics who are running the light, the worst. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, everyone, they don't have any awareness. You yeah. don't have any awareness or they're just trying to get a laugh. And so we, everyone else had a good laugh, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of their time and they didn't. And so they're going to like, well, let me just try one more joke. Let me just yeah. try one more joke. And so, so brand new comics don't run the light, but, but I think what I like about Mitch's attitude about it is that there are a bunch of brand new comics in that first like six months or so where you can tell the light is a reprieve, mm-hmm. you know, where they're like, oh, oh good, yes. I'm done. I can get off stage now. Yeah. And it's like, don't, why do you want to do comedy if you right. don't want to be up there? Like, want to be up there. Right. Yeah. And, don't, well, why did you come? Like, yeah. it's Mr. Tramps. So you shouldn't come here in general. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Also, don't thank me for the light when I give you the light. Right. I hate <laughs> that. Well, thanks for the light. I'm like, well, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, thanks. Oh, we can get out of here now. I'm like, well, just don't come back then. But that's, I think that's a kind of through line with the way you approach comedy which is that like the foremost thing like you should be you should like being up there yeah. you should ha- be get having your fun. work in yeah yeah you know? yeah I, it's you're not bombing at mr tramps this, thanking people for the light is one of those is another one of those little ways where people get a little chuckle and so it reinforces that yeah, they do that and so, i've yeah. even seen good comics do it and and i mean every now and then if it's just if it's just enough just the right circumstance it is kind of funny because they're having such a weird time or oh, whatever if, if a person's having a bad set and it, and they're <laughs> pretty decent they're like thanks a lot that can be good it, it, that's but only if that's a good comic like when yeah. it's just a bad comic it's just annoying i, I mean and that's just one of those unfair things yeah. but also like think about it if you're having a bad set right and you do the things for the light you're fucking the next comic coming up in a way too yeah right. you're turning the crowd a little bit in a negative direction so right yeah Yeah, it's just a negative energy and it's just one of those like anti-vulnerability things too I think a comic gets up there and he goes uh well I didn't think of anything so I'm just gonna do new material tonight (sighs) and between every joke goes well that didn't work or that worked about as well as I thought or one some dumb comment like that and then gets the light and goes oh thank god I got the light and gets uh oh well you guys have been tepid and like just oh one thing after another (laughs) I'm just like ugh who and but on Unfortunately, these are like memes that they're they're looking at each other yeah. doing it. And yeah. again, if they get a little chuckle, bad habits being picked up. That's mm-hmm. that's a problem. Don't watch only other open micers. Yes, you yeah. know you have to watch like actual comics. Also, um, what was I going to say? 
do watch a lot of bad open mics because you can learn what not to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly the things we're talking about. D- Danny Goodwin made a point uh, two episodes ago where he was saying that, and I think it was good. Which he is was that, on the show before me. Yeah, we, we we that was part of his writer. Like he had oh, that. Yeah, had, well, there we yeah. go, man. <laughs> to be fair, he he was with the Gross Lonely Boys, and there's only one of you, so <laughs> only, you only a third Top of him. In a sense. Yeah. I was kicked out of the <laughs> Yeah, for for what? Not being gross not enough. Being a, yeah. no, not but, being a real boy. Too lonely, weirdly enough. Too like lonely. Was, um, but his point was that you can really, early on, learn more from bad comics because it's so obvious. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with good people, a lot of times what they're doing right is like hidden in like their craft and yeah. like they've made it conversational. You can't see the work as much when you see just a bad comic. It's like, okay, don't uh, don't say the N-word and don't tell the, the, the audience it's all their fault. Right. Uh, I think one comic uh, at an open mic two weeks ago was like, "Yeah, I hate you too," and that's how he left the stage. <laughs> and that, he was actually kind of no, but he wasn't joking. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what, did, what did Carlin say in his one of his books that like uh, like ninety percent of the time if it's not the crowd's fault, yeah. but you know uh, the ten percent that it is or yeah. something like that. Well, yeah. as soon as I mean, look, as soon as somebody does well. In proves, that place, yeah, it, you're at least partly what? wrong. Wasn't the crowd? Yeah, yeah. Now, now, I will say sometimes, sometimes crowds don't give particular comics a fair shake. They yeah. don't. There's, there's a, a sort of thing, but like sometimes it's, it's just that your intro wasn't good or the comic before you. I, you know, not mm. everything is exactly your fault. Right. And and in the spirit of forgiveness, I think sometimes there are audiences. It's it's kind of hard not to be like, God damn it. I'll give you an example. Uh, at Cold Town recently, mm-hmm. everybody was having a pretty bad set. I was like the fifth comment to go up. I feel like I kind of like cracked it open a little bit. But, you know, at Cold Town, you can't see if you're like waiting in the you're little talking about light. Monday? Yeah. I yeah. went after you. Yeah. You went after. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and I feel like if I can... I don't want to. I feel like we kind of had a, a good set, but the first like four people on the yeah, show. Yeah, like hard. a laugh or two, man. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Anyway, <laughs> but the, but the thing is, is that everybody was shitting on the crowd, and I'm mm. I'm like, why are they doing? Like, don't why are you doing that? Okay, yeah. so that's what was my thought, because it was quiet. Now I'm imagining there's like six people in there. Yeah. When I go in, I'm like, there are sixteen fucking people in it, and they really weren't yeah. laughing and at it some stuff. It sits like twenty five. Yeah. So it was. It, pretty full. It was full. And I was like, oh, this is a... And I'm not saying they were... They actually weren't a bad crowd, yeah. but they were a, a quietish crowd. Yeah. And they kind of maintained that for most of it. Right. There's something that happens with audiences where if it goes too long without a big laugh, now they're all weird and afraid yes. to laugh, you know too loud. Totally. <laughs> the problem with Cold Town was on Monday, yeah. and I see this a lot, is uh, the spacing, how people are spaced mm-hmm. out. They sure. always... Cramming people in a small space makes things a million times easier right. sure absolutely I, yeah. at shows i've done in the past i try to like seat people yeah, know, like yeah. i even way. have it's asked hard to do so. i've even yeah. asked at a lot of shows to get people and sometimes they'll do it sometimes they won't it's fine they yeah. usually don't seem to hold it against me but i'll just ask them I'm, i didn't tell them like laughter's contagious you and i are both gonna have a much better time if y'all just kind of sit together people what, are scared why are y'all so afraid mm-hmm. of each other let's yeah. like well, come together remember, and so tramps i asked people to move up they moved one seat up. yeah people move, like, like, come on come on you know so and not to confuse stuff too much but i will say there is a you can it can almost be the other way a little bit like if you get people too close to you for instance hmm. like like the only problem at black box theaters i feel like it gets weirdly intimate certain mm-hmm. times which is way better than the opposite for yeah. sure but i found if i if i do jokes that are like somewhat darker or grosser mm-hmm. they it there's a little bit more trepidation when it's just like a 19 year old girl sure. like two yeah, feet away right from there. my face right <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but yeah, you know, if she was seventeen, it'd be okay, right? Yeah, well, it'd be yeah. okay for me. Yeah, oh boy, nah, 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 Jared's not, going not straight. The eyes of the law. Yeah, why don't we start putting like prizes? 
under little little prizes under like the first row. Have you ever been at Rob Gagnon's show at Sandbox? Sandbox, he gives out. That is, I've never seen a show where the crowd loves the host more than that show. He makes it so fun and Mm -hmm. happy. Mm -hmm. Like, they never heckle because why would they? They're having a blast. Because it's sort of told beforehand that it's supposed to be experimental and it's supposed to be. But the way he like sets that room, it's just perfect. Yeah. Now, I've, yeah, I I wish I could get a chance to watch him more because the, the like last time I did, I remember being like, good, Lord, this is masterful, and that's something that I really want to have Rob back on this podcast yeah. to talk about is hosting that show and how he's built. He about Doritos last week. Yeah, he gives mm-hmm. out snacks. You know, like yeah, and so toys smart. like so toy not everything. Not like, everything's been good, but I think yeah. Jared, no, I'm just oh, <laughs> Jared's anti Dorito. Uh, Dorito man. Uh, before I forget Chris. this, if you're a new comic, learn how to use the mic properly. Right. Mm. So say say a little bit. Okay, so um, when you first get up there, take if you take the mic out of the stand, move the stand behind you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't make a barrier. Yeah, between, yeah, yeah. You know, um, if it's loud in the room, eat the mic for a little while. You know, get it as close as you can yep. so you can kind of talk over them. Or do what Steve Martin used to do. Remember, he would uh, hold the mic further and further away if it was loud until nobody could hear him. And then everybody <laughs> would quiet down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you learn how to use that properly, all right? And uh, don't pull the mic away from your mouth after a punchline. Yes, why are people that, doing that? I don't even know, know that what that's. It's from? like a punchline, like a laugh signifier, but it wasn't a good it's joke. It's so awkward yeah, yeah, yeah. because, yeah, no one's laughing and now you look like an idiot. Yeah, don't yeah. play with the cord. Don't yeah, I don't know. Around. Yeah. Cord twirlers, I assume they're doing that unconsciously, but yeah, look at, look at, think about your body at some point and decide, you know. And it's, fun, it's funny when, that so much about comedy really is about signifying to the audience like where the punchline is or where mm-hmm. the laugh part is and so you have to do some of that, but like flagrant ones like that, like fuck the whole thing up. Yeah. I think. <clears throat> it's I very I douchey. Really, It'd be like if you had a laugh track with you that you played between yeah. your jokes. Well, I usually do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, John Heffron told me a few years ago, like when you walk on stage, you don't have to go immediately. Like walk mm-hmm. up there, take the mic, maybe smile at the crowd, take a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you don't have to rush, right? And I feel like a lot of comics, like uh, even hosts, I see this a lot with hosts, they go up and they don't say thank you for coming. They don't say the name of the show. They just go straight into jokes. And people are like, did the show start? Uh, what's yeah. what's yeah. happening? And your jokes aren't good enough to just come up cold like that. Yet, yeah, 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 usually. yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, one of the best things about hosting, the experience that you do get, I mean, people always talk about stage time. It's also the idea of being on stage and not having your act. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not going to kill or whatever, you, a big part of hosting has to be saying things that aren't, general yes. art, art pre-scripted it's just about being comfortable you being up be there comfortable on stage. Uh-huh. absolutely and that's i mean i think that's the thing you can walk away from yeah uh how long are you going to do that open mic by the way do you still like doing are it? you still trying do you want it yeah <laughs> give it no i'm actually i'm giving mine away uh i have no plans to lose it i, I don't know what's going on with that yeah, yeah with that venue anymore like they're the lighting situation everything's yeah, yeah. but kind of screwed up so but. uh if i i mean i don't want to be uh, crass here, but I think you're one of the better people in terms of talent, in terms of comedy, who's hosting an open mic. Okay. And one of the things I think we've talked about on the, sto- sta- or, uh, on the show and complained about a little bit is really just aren't that many good comics also doing open mics, and it does it affects things. Yeah. I, I wanted. To well, there, hear I why. feel like there's a reason for that. Is uh, a lot of new comics come in the scene, they're not getting the stage time they want, so they think two things. Like one, I can run a show and I can do as much time as I want. Yeah. I get a chance to go up. Two, if I run a show, I can network with people. Yeah. yeah, and get on other stuff, right? Yeah. 
but yeah, it is a problem. Uh, more experienced comics in the scene need to start running more shows. You know, like it. Yeah. Every open mic shouldn't be ran by somebody. Who's doing it like two months. Yeah, That's, it surprises agreed. me sometimes to think about the comics where I'm like, you you don't run anything. I don't remember the last time you ran anything. Yeah. yeah. And I remember Michael Malamud told you know said this back in the day that I can't remember who told him, but they were asking him because he was talking about not getting booked on shows and stuff. And this is when he'd gotten pretty good, you know. And so this was he. Someone said like, well, what are you contributing back to the scene? And he was like, oh right, I yeah. should contribute. And then because it's it's frustrating because on the one hand I want people to contribute but on the other hand there are comics who are not good who then start running shows who then it's like oh, now I gotta book this guy you know because I want to do his show or whatever and it's like oh he's not funny and, and look honestly I when I get more seasoned at this I may disagree with what mm-hmm. I'm about to say and everybody listen to it who knows what they're talking about I'm sorry if I'm wrong I just think they bring more than they take away I think even bad shows and bad open mics yeah maybe uh, yeah, yeah because I was because for the same thing like yeah there's a bunch of comics that don't really contribute much to the scene outside of their their comedy which is great but you yeah. know for every every this is a weird experiment, but for every Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, where it's like we really need another open mic here, I can yeah. count thirty comics that I just don't don't really do much that could have yeah. maybe taken the initiative. Yeah, I think some of it is that it's it is that you just don't get much back from it. You mean if you do a show, uh, I mean, or an open mic, you're not really going to get much from it, and people get mad at you too. Yeah, like yeah. As a host, like, not get much from it in terms of what. Well, they, oh, like, I mean, like, so what you the the bet the most self centered thing the most cost effective energy is just go to shows mics do your best mm-hmm. you're not really gonna get a lot back in terms of like that's something comics listen to this who are new should know if you're doing shows or starting open mics to get something you probably will not so don't do it for that reason well okay you will, you, look, does that make sense look at someone like bearden yeah. or hunter um not hunter uh duncan carson and brendan yeah yeah yeah. like they host shows and run shows they get something out of it because they do it right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like so oh, absolutely. you can get something out of but, running a show but I, I guess my point is that like is that it's it's a re- I don't want to say altruistic that's really strong what I'm saying is that for the most part you're doing it because you're like we this needs to be pay done it well it's like paying it forward exactly. it will redound to yeah. you eventually but, but but not in that lizardy like you shouldn't it shouldn't be a gumball machine and it's I'm not, gonna do yeah. this and I'm gonna get something yeah. out of it just know you're gonna get better you're contributing to the scene you're making it all stronger people will like you better eventually yeah. whatever there's a million good reasons to do it yeah. but it doesn't have to be like I'm gonna do this and now everyone's gonna book me like or maybe maybe another way to say this is that there's not a lot of short-term gain in it. Mm -hmm. And so know that if you're doing it for short-term gain, that's not a great strategy. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But it's also like, you do get like hosting tramps. Like I I do five minutes opening up usually, but I like going up in between bringing yeah. comics up and stuff you you get better I think it's very Absolutely. strengthening I think it's yeah. very strengthening I think in that way you do immediately get things yeah. back maybe comics it. should focus maybe more on a more showcase type shows yeah, and yeah. open mics too like Gatsby last night I mm-hmm. appreciate the fact that it was only like well there's like too many comics but yeah. but yeah. Uh, the fact that it's not an open sign up open mic right you know? Yeah. What I think about with like a, with, I don't know if you ever read like Patton's interviews about stand up but he said when he started mm-hmm. in yeah. uh, D.C. That uh, the open mics were so packed, there was an A B A list and a B list. Yeah. And the new comics were like the B list or whatever, and they had to work to get on the A list to do like go earlier in the show. Yeah. Right. I don't think we could do that here, but I feel like that is the maybe the right idea in a way. Like give newer comics something to work towards because if you don't, 
it's your odds of getting booked at cap like starting out are pretty low you know yeah. like so like what incentive do you have to get better other than like an intrinsic you know like oh, i want to be better you know so if like if yeah there was a uh, show at cap on like tuesdays and as you got better as a comic in the scene you had a chance to be on that show like maybe you know punch right i, I yeah or, or better spots no, you're, on you're, mics that's a really yeah. good point like institutionally speaking like through the clubs or something like that there is only uh the open mic and right. then like maybe well, the close like maybe emceeing like if you're maybe someone that, like me who's i've been in semifinals four times now yeah, yeah. FBI, and i still have trouble getting weekend work at cap like yeah, course, what yeah. like if i didn't give a shit about what i do yeah what is my like why why would i keep doing it well it's just i think it's just the the thing about awesome comedy is that it really just is not like development doesn't happen in the clubs that some people do and i don't mean their open mics are great yeah. but like the vast majority of time that people are, are doing in the city and and how they get better at comedy is going up a lot and it's not happening like, yeah it's bar shows and improv clubs that's also uh, yeah. a big problem with the scene is you're not getting a chance to do real time a yeah. lot you know like you're doing three four minute sets so when you actually go do a real show you're like fuck i don't know how to do a 10 15 20 yeah. minute right. set well you that, think you do everybody yeah, thinks yeah, they yeah. have 45 minutes but <laughs> it fucking drags yeah so i don't know word well we should probably head on towards uh our closing questions Yay. unless you have anything more that you want to okay no, I think that's good. Yeah, um so well we've, we've already done a couple of pieces but what, what do you have anything that you could call the best piece of advice ever given you uh you know um a few things okay so writing is a fucking bitch mm-hmm. it's it's tough it hurts it literally hurts me when i sit down to write yeah you know but it's very anxious. Yeah, it's just like, it's shit, this is pointless, you know, but if you can make, I, I've told a few comics this, if you can make yourself for a month, sit down every day when you wake up, if you have work at 8 a.m., get up an hour earlier or whatever, you yeah. know, have your coffee ready, get up and write for an hour every month. You don't have to try to write funny, like, just write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do that every day for a month and get on stage as much as you can that month too. You will see a world of improvement in what you're doing. So many, like, I hear comics being like, oh, you know, I try to write. I write for, like, 15, 20 minutes a day. I'm like, well, just stop fucking writing. Like, you're not, it takes, it's like, uh, like running. You have to get that yeah. runner's, uh, what, what is it called? To get a runner's high, you yeah. have to go longer yeah, than. Yeah, you got to get the, uh, in your flow, flow of it. So, yeah. write for, like, an hour every day. You know, about 30 minutes in, you're going to hit a stride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't be on Facebook. Yeah, you got to leave your phone yeah. at home. If you can go to the coffee shop and leave your phone at home, that's like really helpful you know no computer See, i'm no the phone. opposite of that like i can't write in coffee shops oh. i'm distra- like it's uh, sure. i think people are looking at my jokes or like not uh. but like i don't want people to see you what feel I'm judged funny sense, yeah, yeah like they walk by and they're like oh this guy's single you know <laughs> so where do you can you do you write at home so yeah so what oh, i do man. is i wake up every day when i wake up i don't do any internet stuff yeah i go and i, I have a keurig right <laughs> yeah uh, i make my coffee uh and i well, oh, you make your ice, Keurig. Yeah, I make my Keurig cups out of <laughs> clay. Um, <laughs> no, I start, uh, I make my coffee and I immediately go into like, just like a free writing thing. A lot of times it's like, uh, like what I was dreaming about that yeah. night, you know, or like why I'm uh, pissed about something that happened yesterday. And mm. I just let it just flow, you yeah. know, and stop, I mean, dude, like you, if you write a thousand words, like, 30 of them might matter, okay. but those might matter. Yeah. And, and it's also just healthy for your mental health to journal. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is a two it does, Yeah, it doesn't necessarily even have to be. It, I start out journaling and then I go yeah. into like more structured stuff, right. but that, I mean, yeah. mind mapping helps. Yeah. yeah. You, but that, I mean, it sounds to me yeah. like the, the, to distill that, that like it's better to, to write something, it, comedy or not, than yeah. it's just not. If like, you write two sentences tomorrow and you haven't written anything in a year, you still wrote two sentences more, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. 
It's uh, you're not gonna get better at this if you go on stage once a week and if you only write every once in a while. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick, but you're wasting your time. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You have like, is this a hobby or is this something you actually want to get good at? Yeah. Because we're it's a very tough time for stand up. But you know that. First how many? Time. Wait, real quick, because I think this is interesting. How mm. many? How many hours a week would you say you spend writing? So. What I try to do is I wake up and I do the writing, right? And then mm-hmm. later in the day, uh, maybe like... So that's seven hours or so, a week or Yeah, five. but then I also write later in... Like I'll take like a 20, 30 minute nap later in the mm-hmm. day. Wake up, rinse and repeat, same thing, coffee, writing. So so, so would you say two hours a day? I'd say, I'd say an hour and a half to and two hours. Uh, like five yeah. to seven days so a week? A lot of times... Oh, every day. Every day, so, okay. Yeah, a lot of times uh, the second writing session is just like going through things and like, oh, yeah. I can use this. What Louis C.K. said... Uh, don't you don't have to write funny write serious and make it funny later yes yeah you know, like that yeah is, that way it takes a lot of the pressure off and and it's a lot so of, hard yeah, to write funny you're shit. just exploring the ideas and if you explore enough ideas you'll find premises just because that happens yeah. naturally and then you can take a time where you're going okay now i gotta think of the punchlines but and that and then that's more fun but yeah to to save yourself from that fear of oh i'm not going to be funny you don't need to be this is just shitty first draft yeah, yeah i was thinking something uh I've gotten better at finding how to do the joke mm-hmm. uh, because early on uh, I was really, I mean, like ever I think everybody's good at this who wants to be a comic or so if you're like 25% of the population, that's kind of funny. You can figure out ironic situations. The hard thing is how do I, how do I say this on stage? How to organize it in a certain way that I can have that moment where the audience laughs. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like, you can think of a situation yeah. like, ah, oh, my grandmother, you know, took a shit right before she died. whatever it is. Like, good old grandmother a, shit jokes. Exactly. There's Never something, fail. there's just something. So I think anytime you have a profane thing next yeah. to a holy sacred thing, there, there's inherently irony or whatever. So I was going to say, like, if you have the idea, if you have the premise that you think is funny, if you, if you, and especially that it has like something you care about or an opinion, yeah. and you write that down, if you look at it and edit it, eventually you'll probably figure out a way to like make that joke work. Yeah, I feel like if I'm sure you've both been here where you thought of the funny thing a long time ago, you couldn't make it work on stage, and then for whatever reason, eight months ago, you're like, oh no, if I just say it this yep. way, and yeah. then the joke works. Also, don't always go with your first idea Draft. for the punchline oh, that's yes. a good idea. you know go yeah, yeah, third yeah, fourth yeah. you know like because it's probably not going to be the best idea the yeah, first yeah. time so don't yeah, show don't other comics your jokes before you tell them on stage don't be like hey not shitting on anybody but like yeah, yeah. hey uh can i try a joke on you because if sure. it te- woody allen said that if it doesn't work you're fucked the joke's ruined for you yeah, yeah it's so. ruined for you and then also they're going to be one of your audience members here in a minute so just yeah. do it yeah. then and otherwise you ruined don't it. Want it. like we don't want to like yeah. be talking about material right before we go on yeah. stage especially yeah. for going on stage like in 10 minutes so right. so it sounds to me like you you do about 10 or so hours a week of writing and I, that's I, the goal yeah and i, I just mean there's wanna, some days when i you yeah know. of course but I, but I just want to point out because i wonder if there's people who are you know new who don't do it very much who think that most of us are just getting up or that we write a little but it's in an anymore and just to, so people know um i mean i would have to calculate it but it's several hours a week and yeah. you're doing 10 and that's the thing like to me comedy is a full-time job and i have another part-time job on top of it but the hours that i spend whether it's writing or promotion or whatever all and you know networking and messaging that i have to do it's a full-time job and so if you're if you think that some people are just funnier and they're i mean that may be true but it's uh, yeah. there's a lot of work behind the scenes that people aren't seeing here's something you you can do uh it's been working for me lately because it's really hard to like schedule mm-hmm. the time uh uh you know any day uh, so monday through friday i go to open mics saturday and sunday less so but i'll do a show usually uh so if there's a bunch of open mics like tonight i'll go to the the place usually that 
the first open mic I was going to go to, I'll go there an hour early right. and I'll write. Cause it's usually like 20 minutes to 30 minutes before people get there anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'll just write. And then not only will I have, okay, so I did I'm really only scheduling it a little earlier anyway, just going to the mic early. I do writing that I wouldn't have otherwise done. And I'm kind of putting myself in more of a comedy mood yes. before I go on stage. Yeah. And also then there's some uh, benefit to procrastination. It's sort of that, that pressure all of a sudden to be like, I'm about to get on stage. Yeah. It'd be really great if I had some funny things to say. Yeah. And then that can really get some good stuff out of you. Yeah. Cause I don't know about you guys, but I do that block of time thing where I'm like, it's, it's really easy. Like I'm doing open mics at seven, starting at seven. It's hard to be like, yeah, technically I have, two hours before that but right. but the idea of like okay I'm gonna go to another coffee shop at then. five yeah. yeah so yeah I think it's also when you go to open mics you don't need to do four minutes of all new material I think yeah. there's yeah. been a misconception about me a few times with people they think uh, oh I'm doing a joke I've done a hundred times on stage it's that's fine I have a huge backlog of stuff to go back to yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah. specific about what yeah, yeah. I want to do that I write so you know you don't need to do do two minutes of new stuff two minutes old stuff and pancake it you know sure yeah. So, uh, that's, okay. oh, also with writing, try branching, you know, like try, like if you're talking about, uh, your grandma taking a shit, do like a mind exercise where like yeah. you find things that connect to that. Right. A lot of comics, they do set up punchline next joke, mm. you know, try to find tags or ways to extend stuff, get mileage out of it. If you get a big yeah. laugh on a punchline, you're basically opening up like a big hole in the ground where you can throw more shit in. It's yeah. easier now. That's you know? good, yeah, 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 yeah. And But if you don't, it closes back up and you have to keep opening and open. It's, it's yeah. a lot of A lot more. of times people get a shallow laugh too where they like, and, and they get, then it's like, oh, it's my punchline and they move to the next thing and you're like, no, we still assumed more was coming. Yeah. We just were recognizing, oh, you're onto something funny and so then, then, you know, it's like, no, you need to explore that. Otherwise, now, we almost feel betrayed for laughing. We thought that was more of a premise. That was a setup and the, your setup was already kind of funny. Like, let's go somewhere and now, now we're like, well, good lord, that was really it? Yeah. <laughs> my God, go back and listen to Mitch Hedberg albums. Like, his first one compared to his last, right? His first one was like a setup punchline, maybe a tag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one, uh, I can't remember where he did it, some improv before he died. He, the, the punchline is followed by like eight fucking tags. And yeah. it's just bam, bam, bam. It's so amazing how he, you know, fills those out. So just, That's gotta, great just write and go on stage. That's so, what did Seinfeld say? Just work. Yeah. <laughs> so something uh, specific, if you could give yourself a piece of advice, yourself, like okay. you go back in time, first year, Mitch. Yeah. What do you? What would you say specifically for you? Like, what did? What do you think you needed to know? Don't give up on yourself. Okay. You know, because I I'm guilty of doing that so much. Yeah. You know? And uh, just like, just wake up and just write. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I feel like if I <clears throat> if I write every day, if I go on stage almost every day, and I get some kind of physical activity, hmm. I'm at a level of happiness. You know, that is maintainable, right? If I take those things away, I start getting super depressed. You have to be, you know, doing what you want to do. So. And don't use, don't make excuses. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. if things aren't working out for you, just keep, just keep plowing through. Yeah. You know, hopefully yeah, no, it'll work out. No so. excuses. Um, and we've definitely done some of these already, but is there anything else that you are just tired of seeing at open mics? What am I tired of seeing at open mics? Um, expectations about uh, ordering the list. <laughs> like, no, I don't mind. Like if somebody has to be up early, like I'll hook them up. But like, you know, I'm not going to put you up fifth every every week. You know, if like if you're just some random dude, you know, like I'm, I I do cater to my friends sometimes. I'll admit that. You know, Jared, I do. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, you also run the other mic. Yeah, so I we hook each other up. But um, this I'm not going to make this easy on you, but I'm not going to make it hard. You know, like I'm there's 
there's so much turnover in comics. Yeah. It feels like a like stand up is like a you know the movie Platoon, right? Yeah. Charlie Sheen's character shows up and nobody talks to him, right? Yeah. Nobody wants anything to do with him. Why? Because he's going to die probably. Mhm. You know, same thing with stand up. A lot of comics like, "Whoa, why don't why doesn't this guy like me?" blah blah. blah. Cuz you're probably going to be gone in 3 months. Yeah. You know, that is no offense to you, but that is the trend. I've friends I've just doing stand up with for like fucking 3 years, then boom, gone. Why? Because they got a girlfriend or a new job or whatever, and they don't have time to do stand-up anymore. Where am I going to see them? Not at shows. They're not going to come to shows. You yeah. Know? So they're just gone. They're and dead. They're not going to be on shows. Yeah. So people just are just quitting left and right. So if you really want to like establish itself and fit in in the scene, you have to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think the problem with that is that, and it's not wrong, it's just never going to change because the only people that know that are people that aren't those people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. If you, you if you're, uh, don't be upset because everybody's not your best buddy right from the start. You know? So, so uh, just a brief anecdote, Taylor Dowdy uh, had a guy get like snippy with him because he didn't know he was a comic. Hmm. And that guy was like, well, maybe if you paid more attention to who does comedy and who doesn't. Oh. This is what the guy said. I know, I can't remember his name, but like that's sort of the <laughs> well, fucking point. Yeah. And the thing is, that guy doesn't know that nobody knows who he is. Right. Because he's he doesn't know how little comedy he's actually doing. Yeah. Right. He don't realize how insignificant you he are. Thinks he, he thinks because he's going to Cherrywood every other week. That's yeah. consistency. Everybody else is like, yeah, that's, I've, I've seen that guy. Maybe I've seen that guy. I don't fucking know. Oh, right. and one last thing I want to say. Uh, if you're new to comedy, fuck you. Don't yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Give me money, <laughs> cash money. Rich McCoolsha. eat a know? dick. Um, don't leave after your set. You are not fucking at that point. Like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna take off. Like, wa- watch some of the <laughs> comics. Like, you aren't yeah. good yet. Like, yeah. learn some shit. Like, yeah, most of the comics that you're seeing leave are going to another mic or show. So it's not that they're cool. Like, if you see the good comics leave, you know, yeah. they're not being cool. They're going somewhere. One of the or they're smoking weed. Something, well, well, yeah. something <laughs> incorporates you, Jared. Is yeah. uh, I remember like a month or two ago, you went to Cap like two hours early to yeah. wait to get on. That is, how can I say this? That sound like a dick. That is considered not cool yeah, in the yeah, scene yeah. because the whole slacker comedy thing is like mm. sure, comics yeah, yeah. get new comics get the wrong idea. They see established comics sitting outside drinking, not even going on stage or just hanging out the show. Yeah, yeah. So they think, oh, that's how I, you know, yeah. So what a comic does. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, just learn some shit first before you waste your time outside drinking. A lot of those right. comics are trading on their talent too, and that's okay, right? So it's like the reason that they they feel comfortable doing that, right, is because they're good enough that they don't yeah. think that they're position is so precarious people are gonna say well you don't care about comedy it's like yeah that person was doing comedy for fucking eight years and they're pretty fucking good at it right yeah i think yeah i think if you're a new com another maybe another way to say that, if you're a new comic you should be emulating the best habits yeah. people and there's have. nothing wrong with Not, working hard there's nothing wrong yeah. with showing yeah. up two hours early to a show absolutely yeah, i yeah. want the trend to change in that favor right. yeah, in yeah that yeah. direction you know and uh last thing keep your eyes on your own plate sure. stop mm-hmm. worrying about what other comics are getting you know, like who fucking like they're not you. Yeah, it's just about like you said shit. about Dane Cook, and, and that's it's, it's exactly how to think about it. It's like most of the people who are getting something that you want, you probably don't really want their situation anyway. You're a different kind of comic, or like whatever they're getting has costs to it that you're not seeing, or whatever. Like just yeah, do your own thing, be in your own. You can't. Like you're you're your own kind of comic. You're a comic who's not as funny with yeah. less money, smaller dick. That all may, of these things. That's you, you know. That may be the roller coaster you're on this <laughs> life. Also, 
be careful dating other comics. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that yeah. is, I don't think we've talked about that very if much. If you're new, I, I haven't dated a comic. Most people don't scene, do so it. I, yeah. So for one, that's it doesn't. It happens. Not anymore. Or but hook up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah you're hooking up. Luckily, I, I, that's not my thing, but um, dating comics. No, yeah. just like I haven't dated any comics, but... uh. Well, he didn't have the option. Yeah. To be no one, no one, no one talks because I'm Dickless Mitch, right? Yeah. I lost my dick. I call you Mitchless Dick at, 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 at the open mic. They cut it off. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, yeah. Like basically, like if you're new, establish yourself first, right? Yeah. yeah. Because one bad relationship, like mm-hmm. you know, it can it can spiral your career. You might not even be an asshole. But yeah. It might just tear you down. You know. That's unfortunately kind of a misogynistic thing too. It's unfortunate, but that women who sleep with people in the scene early on are more inclined to be judged against the oh it's yeah it is even worse women they're associated as that person's boyfriend or girlfriend yeah Yeah. but i mean even for like dudes like you don't you don't want to be showing up at open mics and feeling uncomfortable because you were dating this girl for a few months you broke up now there's tension in the room you work you work here i know yes exactly this is your job yeah we're we're winding down but i i don't fuck where you come you know that's not yeah yeah. don't come come at all like never come don't come where you shit let me i just want to put this out here just because i feel like i'll forget and i don't know when it's going to come up again um despite the fact that there's that double standard like Mm -hmm. as a woman what do you have advice or can you say speak i'm talking ariel now not mitch as a woman mitch how would you establish she was a woman yeah we yeah Uh, me chick now but (laughs) do you think it would be a bad thing to do for women to to have sex with people early in the scene you mean if they you mean if they're on an equal level is well no if they're new is that do you think the idea is look if you're judged you're judged unfairly so fuck it do what you do or do you think the idea is maybe that's not a good idea i just think in general you shouldn't it just just don't shoot where you eat it It, it's like it's true at comedy it's true at your job it is going to be more complicated and can fuck things up but i also think that the part of the double standard unfortunately one of the issues is that what i've from what i've seen it tends to be a girl is dating someone who is higher in the hierarchy than they are and maybe it starts that way and changes sure but (laughs) but if you're dating, you know, in this sort of stereotypical way where you're dating up, you know, it looks like you're trying to Climb trade. Yeah. yeah, you're trying to blow your way to the top. Yeah. That's a, not a good look, you That's know. True. And so it would be interesting to see if Kath Barbadoro was man-eating all the little comics. <laughs> that would be really <laughs> interesting to see how that would go. But from what I've seen, unless I'm just not hearing about it, I don't see that happening. Yeah. So if we could if we could have that experiment, we could see what, you know, what well, will come uh, of it. But I think unfortunately the situation is such that guys don't perceive that it's an, to their advantage. Like they well, don't. It's like you don't want to date a taller woman or a woman yeah. who makes more money than you. We're all still yeah. a little bit like, you know, or one with a nose. Yeah, yeah we don't want a big yeah, I nose. Hate noses. Uh, yeah, but you know, so it's uh, it, guys are going to feel like their dick is smaller if they're dating up in terms of comedy, and yeah. so they don't like do it, would it as be, much. It, even if they got something out of it, they would be intimidating, or like it would right. make them look emasculated so it's yeah okay but so, so if there's any woman out there who's listening who wants to date below them in the comedy date level <laughs> which is interesting yeah, I, one you're I'm at least nothing. morally above mitch so yeah do that. if you're a feminist date someone who's not as funny as you can i point something out real quick too yeah. um we're saying about don't shit where you eat like yeah. work wise right what other job are you drinking an alcohol at like exactly that, that incorporates like a whole different yeah. level of right. danger well basically. entertainment but yeah I mean, yeah but 
But yeah. you know, you can have you sometimes you can have one beer at lunch or one you know at a, at a, if it's a work party you can. But yeah. yeah, you still need to think about this as your job, and you do not get wasted. Which I've been job. guilty of. Yeah. So me too. Yeah, this is speaking from like I had to realize that after having uh, problems with it, and then being like, oh right, this is my job. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? So it's funny you mentioned that. This is another reason it's inappropriate or at least highly delicate for uh, men who are in the comedy scene mm-hmm. to hit on women who are less. Yeah, uh, when we're all drunk all the time. Well, no, oh, so that's uh, yet another dangerous yeah. dimension. I meant in the sense that we forget that it, even though it's a social a sexual situation, it's a se- of, there yeah. is a sexual harassment situation where if you put uh, a, a woman who's a newer comic who has less power than you, right. you put her in a situation where she feels like if she turns you down, she's going to hurt her comedy career. Right. That's that is a form of sexual harassment. Right. It totally is. And, and these women a, talk. Like, yeah. you know they know you what that like you wish no, they did no I'm saying they, saying they know which guys are which guys are like being <laughs> totally. super no, uh, pushy of, so. of course but, so don't but, think that you're like yeah. skating under the radar but the reason you know? the, absolutely and the reason I mentioned this is that I've heard people talk about this like oh you know he's just uh, you know he he's just, he's just innocently hitting on that person I was like that may be but like it's also putting them in a really right. really bad you have position. to think about whether you have a position of power or not and that this is work and that it is sexual harassment in a way in a real sexual harassment not yeah. like we're oh, it's PC. No, no, no. That's that's a real problem. Yeah. If you're putting someone who is below you in this way, yeah. in this p- position where they're afraid you're not going to book them if you don't return their or or something more insidious, like I'm afraid that person is going to sabotage my yeah. relationship. Right. Or sorry, my well, my relationship to Austin comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah. If and, I and, and we, we were going strong, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and full disclosure, when I got out of rehab, I was super fucked up, right? And. Uh, I was like, just I started drinking a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And I would go to shows, and I started like messaging girls on Facebook that I thought were cute, you know, like yeah. comics. And but I never said anything like bad. It was like, hey, do you like Batman too? Like yeah. just shit like that. <laughs> it never went further than that. But like, probably a few months ago, I found those like messages and I apologized to each of those girls. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Like yeah, I wasn't yeah. trying to be weird. Yeah, we're just yeah. going through some shit. So yeah, yeah. And I just want to say, as a woman, like. I mean, I don't know about every other woman. I have the impulse to use men. I mean, I've always had that impulse. And I'm glad that I'm a lesbian because I don't... Because it limits not, your horrible... It limits, it limits, limits my... Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying like horrible. Like, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, but... But it's, and so it's not like women are always so innocent about this. Sometimes we have that instinct because, and I'm not even saying it's genetic. I mean, you're just taught you have power over people and that you can use it. And it's a really dangerous game to play and it's going to bite you in the ass. And so it's not just that men suck. It's like women try to use people all the time and it's just gross when it. And women want to bang too. There's, you know, like we all want to fuck. Sometimes we're just lonely and we want to bang. And that's that's yet another reason not to, in this case, shit where you eat because it's like okay so the manipulative women out there that are doing that you if you will also be immune to their things if you just make it a scenario sort of like unless the situation is very distinct or something like that i'm not gonna hit on women that are like less than a year into comedy yeah, or, you yeah. Know. if you're gonna hit on people don't be insane about it yeah. you know but i mean just yeah. get to know them first we can drop this but like some of the some of the caveats here you could not make if we really took this seriously as a job mm-hmm. so not yeah. that you're making them but you couldn't be like well look okay if you own a company and somebody's like if you really like the girl or like yeah. you know you can't it's like no you just just cannot you know what a good it. analogy is like in the military like if you're a sergeant mm-hmm. you can't go Fuck some private. Yeah, fraternization. Yeah, like it yeah. should be like. Yeah, it's just hands. Similar stuff. to that. Just hands. Well, that, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and poems. And if you really think it through, <laughs> you can kind of tell whether you're a sergeant and they're a lieutenant or whatever yeah. it is. And so, exactly, think about that. But also, 
two sergeants shouldn't really be dating each other, just like two people at, in the IBM office or whatever. Yeah. It's IBM well, two sergeants anymore. can date each other because they're at the level of experience. I think they could. I just mean shouldn't just, in terms of like, yeah, but then if you break up now not, at the office, it's yeah, going to be true. super. It's not predatory no. at that point, but it is ill-advised in a lot of ways. It's just ill-advised. And, you know, then when you break up, are you doing each other's shows anymore? Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. also think about it this way. Uh, somebody breaks up with you and they go on stage. And they air all your dirty laundry. That and that yeah. happens more often than people yes. realize. And all of a sudden, every Wait. time someone does an ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend yeah. joke, hey. we're all thinking, "Is that so and so with the blowjob with the well, whatever?" On that note, that doesn't happen as often as I as wish it would. Should. Yeah, that'd be great. I never name <laughs> names when I talk about people on yeah. like, with stuff like that. Like I refuse. Let's keep your personal life separate. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like but. there's a breakup, and the female comics like, "Oh, don't you hate these comics well, with little dicks?" Oh, it's, it's bad. Yeah, exactly. We're like, that's fun. <laughs> no, they're, they're there's a chance that person deserved to be trashed, you know, but I'm saying like I'm if you're it, yeah. dating somebody like in their comic, like keep in mind that if things go south, you, and it you, all might be coming out. Yeah, no, well, like, and the other thing is then you don't get to tell those jokes, date other people so that you can use them as material. Yeah, yeah. Now it's going to be super rude if you use them as material because we all know them. Whereas I get to talk about my ex-wife all I want because she lives in. I talk about Jared as much as I want. And yeah, but it was, too. we just had such a passionate yeah. relationship. We That's sh- what's going to happen. We shaved each other. Yep. We have our beards and put them on each other. Switch beards. Wow. Well, yeah, this, right. ne- this never happened. I just want to be clear about that because oh. I feel it's like in the theater of the mind. Well, it's so real right now. I feel like people yeah. might. I just painted a scene. Yeah, and you're in it. Yeah, so. in it to win it's it. It's real to me. Um, do you want to? Oh, we last. Yeah, just last little. If you could, ch- and you've probably talked about this already, but if you could change uh, anything in Austin comedy, magic wand style. Anything you want. You get your druthers, as they say. What do you want? What do you get? What do I want? What a girl wants. What a girl needs. Mm -hmm. Some more melody. Yeah, I wrote that song just now. Um, (laughs) What would I... (laughs) What would I change in the comedy scene? Um, More showcases. I want more showcases. Give them to me. Give me all the showcases. Uh, What night of the week would you like another showcase? On any night of the week where there isn't a showcase. Well, there are showcases every night. Um, on Mondays? I think Mondays need more. Yeah. It's like we have I'm, Spider I'm, House. I'm looking at places to open a show on Mondays. So cool. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah because uh, we have Spider would, House and like I go Tuesday. I actually, I actually think because of Spider House, there's mm-hmm. always a show. Talk amongst yourself for a minute and let me think of that. Okay, because yeah. I'm sure I have something. But, but I'm yeah. just saying. So I feel like every night of the week we need at least two good showcases, yeah. and I think Mondays. It's like one Monday of the month that does have another one. Now I can't. Now I'm blanking yeah, on but, it. You know between. The now, three of that? us and everybody listening, I would say if there was just one show case, oh, not that wouldn't be enough for everybody. I mean, but realistically, if you were only doing one show a week, mm-hmm. but you were going to productive mics yeah. every other night, that would be a good system. And I feel like I want more shows too. I want better shows. Everybody does. I I feel like better mics really would facilitate well, so I think we're missing about shows right now. no I know I know I know I'm well, just, yeah, yeah, I, if anyone wants to start mics please I mean yeah. let's have 15 mics a week Absolutely. let's have a night no, it, let's have five saying, shows a night it's like, just it, in the context being for me that like it while we're talking about this this isn't as big a problem to me as just the general lack of you know mics yeah just yeah and especially okay. ones that are that have they meet a certain standard yeah know? totally if you could make your mics better that would really yeah, yeah. be that would really be great so I thought of something okay, okay. so one stop giving FPIA so much power Ooh. Mm. it should not control the scene yeah look at all the people that have made a semis or finals the past few years a lot of them got nothing out of it yeah mm-hmm. except stage time and uh, you know a chance to go up and 
show what they got but like it's not the end all be all you know to Austin stand up so yeah yeah. I mean look at all the winners from the past like 10 years half morning doing stand up no it's true I mean I I don't think it's a magic wand any or I was not I don't think it it just does but I will say the one good thing is that it does every once in a while show like oh hey you know your reputation is not on stage yeah just your comedy I think a lot it's a good thing but just don't let it overpower things and also pull your friends up with you like in any scenario you can you know like help people get on shows if you've been on something and you have an ear mm-hmm. help yeah. them if you think they're funny right yeah. mm-hmm. this isn't all about you like try to make the scene improve that way like yeah let's uh if we all take care of each other in a sense of like getting each other shows and shit it, this will get it'll be a even better scene so. i yeah i hope you're right although nice. don't bully people if your friend isn't funny don't bully exactly oh, you, gotta, you gotta make a judgment call <laughs> yeah but um I don't know. Don't uh, do it just because they're your friend. It's hard to get on shows you haven't been on. Like, yeah. you do you message the person and just, like, like yeah. a cold mess, cold call or whatever? Like, it's... Right. Honestly... What is the protocol? Mitch, I, th- I think you're probably right, because I don't think that anybody ever doesn't, like, hey, you know, have you had so-and-so on your show? He's really doing well now. You should think about it. Yes. I don't think anybody has a problem with that. I think the thing... Every once in a while, I've had people, like, make hard suggestions to me, yeah. and it's like, that. that is a no-go. Yeah, like, I know. Like what I said about Posehn, like, he's... A, fucking uh, head, like he's amazing he's famous right like yeah. the fact that he would tell danny to tell me to come by like that doesn't benefit him at all yeah, yeah it yeah. might hurt him yeah yeah right but he looked at like he comes from that uh generation of like san francisco yeah san francisco comics that, yeah like, help each other out so like the patents and the proofs and you know i would say just generally that's that can be a kind of conversation that we could have because i i don't think anybody's ever made a suggestion to me outside uh, a few times here or there but we don't really talk about it and it probably doesn't need to be as sacrosanct as it as yeah we well it. i would say it's just thinking about you know the shows i book if someone said to me um hey you know my friend so-and-so i think he's really gotten better hey thanks for letting me do your show yeah. i loved it and my friend so-and-so has really gotten better uh you know you, you know he and he was he would love to do your show sometime or something like that i would say hey cool i will make sure that the next time i see him at him. a mic i'll watch yeah, him yeah i mean i try to i watch i think so many of the open mic like i don't i don't really like talking to other people so i like to watch comedy to avoid y'all <laughs> you know i mean you know to some extent well, but but i'm just saying I like don't like me either you know going going and talking i don't you know i do watch a lot of open mic but yeah. there's still somewhere i'm like well the last half of this um i'm leaving or whatever yeah. and if and if you said hey watch this person because they probably don't have a tape yet you know but alternately if you can make a good tape it doesn't like there's no reason you can't send a tape to the people in the Austin comedy scene. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be I going I see that elsewhere. being kind of weird, though, just randomly messaging people with, it, like, a tape. Yeah, well, that's why you have the friend go between and, at this and, point. Like, and Michael the, Priest does that for me all the time. He's always getting me on shows, yeah. which I love. That's a great, you know, like, because yeah. we're friends. We find each other funny, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I, well, I was also going to say, I think it's hard with Austin shows because we it, we do all kind of know each other already, yeah. for the most part. The only people yeah. we can really recommend to other people that they wouldn't already know are people they may not have seen for whatever reason or haven't seen for a while yeah every once in a while i will tell people like i don't know if you've seen so and so in a while but they are like fucking killing it right now i think yeah a lot of this i guess more applies to like industry stuff where Mm -hmm. there's a chance somebody is going to be totally unfamiliar with a comic you recommend yeah well i just mean because sometimes i worry that we're not you know that that some of the newer open mic people aren't getting seen and Mm -hmm. if they are getting better it's not getting noticed i've just heard that complaint that like it's getting harder to get 
booked on shows, um, even if they're good. And I'm like, if that's true, please alert me to whoever I should be paying attention to. I'll yeah. totally pay attention to them. And if I think they're ready for whichever show, I'll put them on. I love I love new comics yeah. who are good. I love, love Galifianakis with Martha Kelly too. Like yeah. he just yeah. remembered her. Kinda, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like but, that stuff matters. But just are y'all seeing that by the way? Because I, for the most part, I'm not seeing a people who are really good not getting on shows. I haven't seen evidence. On. That's why I would like. <laughs> please tell me. Did if, somebody say it to you though? Yeah, I can't remember who. Okay, but we'll talk about it later. I'm just curious. There, there are shows in this scene that I haven't, I've never been asked to do. Yeah, which it bothers no, but me. There's plenty you know? of but, falling through the cracks. Like I, I, there's plenty of examples of uh, where you can be like, that comics never done that show, and they're good enough to do that show. Right. But as a systemic kind of like this, these people are all good, but they're not going to on any shows. I, I don't see that. Yeah, I don't see that. Yeah. But you know, if it is happening, let us know. All right, yeah. let's move on to endorsements. Um, yeah. So I finally got around because it's been endorsed um, or or Chad Daniels has been endorsed a couple of times I yeah. think on the show but I finally got around because he's been at the Valve Mario really loves him I think Mario endorsed him and then maybe somebody else kind of seconded that and I finally um, listened to it this week the the You're the Best album and it was mm-hmm. so yeah. good I can't I'm trying to remember who he reminded me of but he was it was like another version of like some super famous person mm-hmm. that um, n- not in a like um, not redundant a derivative way, way not in a derivative way just just like oh he's this is this great comic who's just not as famous as that person but like oh these jokes are awesome and yeah. he's uh, I mean I can't believe that I'd never thought of Queef Latina before <laughs> that is yeah uh, it's just been blowing my mind he, all week there's something he does on those albums too where uh, him dealing with his son mm-hmm. so like Louis dominated a kind of territory about yeah. like my little kid is an asshole yeah I don't feel like a comic, and maybe it's just because there, there aren't that many, yeah, talked about have. the kind of like father-son relationship from that perspective. Like, because, you know, there's all these comics like Mark Maron or whomever mm-hmm. who are like, my, you know, he has my a great, dad. Yeah, and he's like a great bit about like father-son relationship as loving as it is, is yeah. a battle to the death. Yeah. Chad Daniels was like the first thing I heard a comic where they were talking about from the other end like this guy is a little asshole yeah and we just have to act like that's not the case and yeah yeah, yeah he's super good uh, I loved it yeah. I loved it you're the best and there's nothing wrong with seconding endorsements because then I feel like our listeners might actually check it out but yeah, you're the best it. Chad Daniels for can, me. I, can I do an endorsement absolutely Please? yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Bucky's <laughs> Four the, uh, comics. No, no, just, just Bucky's in general. Just it's a good. I, it is I got more. Yeah, uh, <laughs> mine. Mine's just going to be the new Ari Shafir special. If you guys oh, have I haven't seen stand-up? it yet. Yeah, have you, yeah. Well, you know, you do what you do. Any, You're a guest any, any kind of comedy. Yeah, yeah. Eggs. You're a guest. Eggs. You're a guest. If there's from an, an improv ar- yeah, troop in town. You're a guest from an arcane land, and you can put your feet in the toilet that's because that's what your culture does that's you can do uh, that's not a we're poet not gonna... and you didn't know it <laughs> we're an Andrew Dice Clay movie this uh, is it. but yeah the Ari Shafir uh, thing mm-hmm. he you know he did it here he did it at Cap uh, mm-hmm. and it's really good and I feel like cool I haven't seen it yeah, yeah I've, you know let's listen to it and I know he has a bad reputation for some people huh, I didn't know that why because he's in the rad. <laughs> well, no, no, it's fine. I never know. Like, he's in that, well, he's in the Rogan camp, and he has a certain oh, right, white, straight male oh. view of the world. The and Rogan that, camp. Yeah, that's what I not, say that's yeah, a great yeah, one. Yeah. Rogan, pretty descriptive. Yeah, listen to it. I'm the worst person to have a vantage at that, but like, I thought it was really good. I didn't think that you're the worst person. You What's have, that? Like, you have the gay thing going for you. Yeah. You're the worst. But I, you're I, a bro. You so. like dudes. You know what people hate more than it? They hate an apostate. Oh, yeah, yes. and game. <laughs> they hate if you, you know what I mean. Like if yes. you're kind of yes. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but I, th- I think it's just so. I think it's great, and so I, awesome. I hope everybody. Yeah, checks no, it out. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah. 
Well, Tommy. he is a Jew. I do want to warn some of our listeners. And transmission. If that comes I out. feel like most uh, Jewish comics warn the audience. But I, can't, <laughs> I can't think of <laughs> one <laughs> Jewish comic that's fun. <laughs> it's strange. It's every comic. Yeah, yeah. strange. <laughs> I there are some people that change their name to sound Jewish yeah. so they get booked more. Yeah, I've seen true. this before. So. Wayne Brady. I'm yeah. thinking about going back to my mother's maiden name. It's Israel. I would be Is it really? killing it. Cedric yeah. the Entertainer. Because of the entertainment yeah, industry. Yeah. yeah. That's a you got Jewish, any endorsements? That's a Jewish I just said Buckies. Okay, Come any comedy on. ones? Oh, you don't wait, have oh, to. Well, no, we're supposed to. I, don't, I didn't know anything comedy about Well, I'm telling yeah, you right sorry, now. You're supposed to endorse comics? Anything you want. Yeah. Anything, anything in the comedy yeah. realm. Like, we're basically like the, the people who listen, like, hey, what what should I pay attention to? It could you know be, who I adore you could is uh, Brent Weinbach. Weinbach. Great, yeah. Great. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. That's the only yeah. comic I can go when he's headlining and watch every show and not want to leave. Nice. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is. What is it about him? Just real quick. It's just. He just, he just keeps your attention. I don't know. Yeah. It, this autistic teacher person. I don't know. There's something about it. It's yeah, just yeah. so varied. It's almost like a, like a, what am I trying to say? Like a variety show kind of thing. And, and one person. Just saying it like that, like this autistic teacher, it's like that doesn't invoke any particular image of me. So I don't know what to expect. Like it's, it's going to, it could it's come from like, any he, angle. He sounds like a, like a college professor. He stands there just yeah, like yeah. completely like. And just like, yeah, like just very like a deadpan. It's, it's Is there uh, anything in particular that you could throw out there, like a special or a Spotify album? Whatever? Oh, I don't know YouTube. anything about it. I don't know. More just like see. No, well, I, I don't know. He's, he's on Spotify, so if they yeah. just look on he Spotify, is on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, he has stuff on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, so. YouTube, Spotify. He was also an endorsement last uh, or two episodes ago. Yeah. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. a little. It was during the Gross Only Boys, so it's, I think... There were like one, 12 I endorsements. Yeah, I, I missed some of them. I know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Samsung. Great. Thanks, Mitch. Oh, wait, we're done with endorsements. Samsung. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Samsung? Well, howdy-do. Thanks for sticking with us. And we have so many things to endorse. There's a lot of opportunities to see us all this coming week. Tonight, you can see Jared at the Alamo La- Draft House on West Anderson. It's called Alamo Laugh House. So good. See a movie and then stick around for the nine o'clock comedy show. Who who's going to be on that show, Jared? Oh my God, it's gonna I'm gonna miss some people. It's gonna be John Raven, Glenn uh, Rose, uh, and a bunch more. <laughs> Glenn Rose, the town where I got married. Um, That's right. <laughs> shout out to I was Glenn to for being named that. It's just funny. And then Friday night, Mitch. It's going to be uh, nine o'clock. Joey Ficken, oh. Nathan Ehrman, Danny Goodwin, John Rabin, Glenn Rose, and Chris Tellis. Almost too many great comics. Stick and Ficken. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then Friday night, uh, <laughs> Mitch is going to be at Cold Town at 10 o'clock, Friday night the 11th, and live at Cold Town. And Jared will be in Dallas, for any Dallas listeners, uh, also at 10 o'clock. I think Mike McRae yes. is headlining, or I think he's headlining Friday at Cold Town. The Friday at Cold Town? Yeah. Oh, good, I haven't seen him but in a minute. Go to that. Go to my thing. Fuck, well, fuck Mike McRae. If you drive to <laughs> Dallas, <laughs> FaceTime Fuck Mike McRae, drive to Dallas. Yeah, FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. Jared, can you just FaceTime? time the set yeah. please I, w- I don't know what it is but i'll do it yeah <laughs> uh you put your you phone take a, you take a video of yourself with a camera and you send it in the mail okay. yeah something like that it's like an instagram thing i'm not um, really supposed to use the mail anymore yeah it's myspace uh, saturday night mitch and i are both on the show at the gatsby that's at, also at 10 o'clock and it's called saturday night fever is it really called that yeah <laughs> there's a saturday night fever poster <laughs> with a, that dance move it should be called saturday night go home depressed I've never hey, seen. Hey, I've yeah. never seen all of the movies Saturday Night Fever. 
Um, yeah, you're missing a movie. It's good, though. right? I would like disco more, I think, if I watched that movie. I hate disco as it is. And it's not a problem you need to fix, though. Is it? Okay, well, it just sucks because it, like... You're allowed to just hate disco. Am I work? Disco's making a comeback, right? Is it? No. Oh, they've been saying that since disco died. Oh, but. good, good, no, no. Um, Monday night, I'll be at the ATX Comedy Hour at Spider House at 9.30, and the Monday the 14th, and uh, Tuesday the 15th, uh, JT Kelly has some kind of mysterious show at the Austin Motel. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. I think I might be on that, actually. Yeah, I can't remember. I thought we were going to be on different ones. Or were we on the that's same possible. one? That's possible. Just there. go to every one of Just those. go to the Austin Motel really every good. Tuesday night at 8? Yes. Yeah. It's definitely at 8. Mm-hmm. Just go to the Austin Motel. It's on South Congress? Is it like this famous? Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know anything besides comedy. So I'm about mm-hmm. to, this is the only way I would ever go to this place. Um, <laughs> seems really exciting. Oh, uh, can I promote something too? Please. I am doing that uh, Andrew Murphy and Avery Moore. Uh, Joke of Painting? The Joke of Painting. I think it's I love that 28th, show. is it? Okay. I don't know, August Monday? 28th? Yeah. Mitch Mon- is the only guy that actually got on that show uh, because of his painting. Yeah. yeah. They were like, uh, on his comedy? No. Hey, like, the night that I yes. did it, they laid out all of our paintings uh-huh. um, to supposedly sell. Now, I don't think anyone donated any money, but someone did take my vagina painting. Excellent. So I feel, and I don't think anybody else's so paint got taken. There were taken. a couple of pervert rubes yeah. running around. What if I just bring paint and try to paint uh, Spider House? Yeah. Oh, God. Like, just throw See if we can get this show like, This is my fucking art. That would be thrilling. Yeah. No, but that show is very fun. Um, go out and see that. You know, we've told, we've told all these comics who's, to come. And who's hosting that show? Avery and Avery Moore and Andrew. Which Murphy. I thought it's really good that they got over their differences. I was told they hated each other awful. Well, they used to date. A lot of betrayal. They, they had three together. children together. Oh God, none of those children made it though. Yeah, they met in Iraq. Well, they didn't make it, you know, artistically. Yeah, they're in prison. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, should I endorse it? I'm playing NBA 2K later this weekend. Uh, it's yeah, too, you're inviting it's literally the listeners. Too late. What, what <laughs> time is it? Oh, he's probably still recording. <laughs> no, he said we need to be done by five fifty. Okay, I just good. meant I just meant that got picked up on uh, ah, the mic. Ah, ah, International. <laughs>